Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's that time of the week again, the Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. Welcome back to the fifth and last NRL podcast and, uh, Starting to get near the pointy end of the season, almost finals time, but kicking off for now with our fast five, our highlight, low light, best player of the round, worst player of the round, and any kind of question or discussion to be held for the week. So starting things off, Brock, what was your highlight? Uh, just the top four. The top four teams in the NRL, I think there's a, uh, a huge gap between them and the rest of the competition. Um, I can't see one of those not winning the comp. So watching them week to week, um, you know, you just get that impression that the bottom four sides in the eight are, you know, none of them have probably secured their spot at this stage, apart from maybe the dogs. Um, the rest are just that inconsistent that um, it hasn't been cemented, um, which is adding great theatre to the competition week to week. But um, I can't see anyone going near the top four. Yeah, well, my highlight, one that uh, a lot of people didn't enjoy, but I did, that was just Angry Jeff. Angry Jeff Tuvey having an absolute Blowing up. blow up. Uh, wants an investigation, wants everyone to be held accountable. Uh, regardless of whether I agree or disagree with what he had to say, I just love watching Jeff Tuvey blow up. It's absolutely you know outstanding. What? Usually I disagree with him. I think he's a massive sook, but I thought he had a fair point. Yeah, I This week, it. I thought he had a fair point. It looked like Matt I had the ball down um, and then slid across the line. Sure, you couldn't see the ball on the line. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't happy, probably justified in the penalty count. They got done 10-5 and they got about two or three late, so he really wasn't happy about that. Yeah, it might be 10K well spent, especially this time of the season. Um, yeah, we you might find that they start um, listening to it. We saw it happen in Origin, both coaches having a whinge um, well, in the sure. first and second games and that having an influence on the ref. So. Well, if I'm sure they pass the bucket around, a lot of people will chuck in a dollar. I'll chuck in $10. That was outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Much enjoyed. But uh, what about your low light? Well, that was one of my low lights. The Steve Maddow, no try. I can't believe I'm... As bewildered as what Jeff Tuvey was, obviously not as angry because I don't, I don't really care about what happens to Manly. But um, there was another incident on the weekend, the non-sin being of Cooper Cron. I thought that was just an absolute howler. Um, that's a professional foul if ever I've seen it. So I, I, I don't know who gets sin bin these days. Yeah. I, I think they need to can the 10-minute sin bin because everyone knows it's you've got to do something extreme now to get sin binned. Um, bring in a five-minute sin bin. Yeah, well. Consistency. What about Josh Reynolds a couple of weeks ago? Yank somebody same down. Same thing. No, same thing. No. And they should all be five minutes in bins. I think the referees are just reluctant um, to send players to the sim bin because they know it's such a big penalty and it'll probably decide the game. Hmm. Um, and I don't, do I think do I think Cooper Cronk pulling down Darius Boyd should have decided the game? No, absolutely not. Um, but I can see exactly where Wayne Bennett and the Knights were coming from, especially when next set Cronk goes down the other end, and sets up a try, Melbourne yeah. score. So. Uh, I still think Melbourne in the game, um, but it did have an impact on that game for sure. Yeah, well, low light, where do you start? Lima's leg twist. Um, yeah, well, that was another one. Greg Inglis diving, the refs in general, the penalty counts, Cooper Cronk's non-sin binning, yeah. Newcastle wetting the ball. 
Yeah, uh, Luke O'Donnell with his flip. Jared Hayne hurting his knee again. Yeah. Uh, Jack White breaking his leg. And then Blake Ferguson, supposedly with a hip flex injury, being spotted having a, a feed with Sonny Bill, Coda Nasa, and Anthony Mundine, and more speculation that he's going to be uh, asking for a lease and they're planning his future. Yeah. Well, Leopards uh, don't change their spots. And um, Blake Ferguson uh, is true to that. Where do the low lights? The low lights, there's a million of them there. Yeah. But, yeah. Moving on to something better, what about your best player of the round? Cameron Smith, 100%. Um, he was sensational. And he's a massive reason why I'm really warming to Melbourne going back-to-back. Um, you know, I was all over him last year, um, particularly this time of the year. Everyone sort of started to jump on. Um, there's similar signs this year there. I, I thought the Newcastle Knights played really well the other, night, other yeah, day. Yeah, they did. Um, and really stuck it to them. But Melbourne, um, and, and led by Smith, the accountant, um, he was great. What about yours? Oh, I thought Anthony Milford again, much like last week. Um, I'm more just... Stunned that he's doing this when they're getting beaten. They were down four tries to zip before half time, but yeah. the kid's just outstanding. Uh, couldn't really take these two out for honourable mentions, but Josh Hoffman on Friday, feeling sorry for him and the situation he's in with the Broncos because uh, he's proved why he should have never been taken out of fullback. Yeah, he's a weapon. Anthony Griffin, wake up yourself. And uh, James Maloney. Yeah. James Maloney, for good. me, as far as one of the biggest signings, not one of the bargain signings, but as far as a bloke who signed two years in advance and you, you might have felt that he would have felt pressure heading there. I think he's been the linchpin for that sort yeah. in uh, everything that happens. So, What about your worst? Benji Marshall. Benji Marshall um, and Keith Galloway. For different reasons. I think Keith Galloway put his heart and soul in last night. Um, really tried his best, but his leg speed's awful. Well, all the injuries, um, you he's know. He's having no impact. Uh, whether they're, he's just they put him in there, he's underdone. He looks underdone. Um, well, he hasn't played. Marshall was just dogging it. Yeah. And anyone, like they've sent a couple of people last night. They've got to get rid of him. A couple of people last night saying we're only bringing it up now because of... Bullshit, um, we brought it up for two weeks. No, we've been bringing it up since the start of the year how bad he's been. He's supposed to be their marquee player before all the drama. But on the podcast for the last two, three, four weeks, we've said that when are they going to drop him? I wanted him dropped for longer than that. The performance just gets worse and worse. I was calling for him at the start of the year, so yeah. for anyone that's sitting there going that everyone's only picking him for now, we're most certainly not. I've been ragging on him since day dot because yeah. he's just not justifying the well, money. Was he a marquee, uh, marquee player? But, um, um, I was with you on the Knights winning the ball. I thought that was dog shit. Um, oh, well, there was plenty of things, though. It was that. There was, like I said, I agree that Cronk should have been But it's one of the worst things I saw all weekend. The leg twists. There's heaps of bad shit that went on. But uh, as far as my worst, just the Tigers in general, all their yeah. kids... Even had a pretty bad night last night. It was Masada Yosefa was running around grubbing it up. We had, uh, you know, Keith Galloway drop the knees in and smack O'Donnell on the back of the head. Mm. Uh, him in general, like well, I Well, I spoke to a couple of Tiger fan, Tigers fans today. They said exactly the same thing as what we thought. I can't believe night. O'Donnell didn't get the penalty. O'Donnell was trying to play the ball and he basically got face grappled by... I can't believe he didn't get a punch off. Galloway as well. <laughs> And got bitch slapped by Galloway and still didn't get a penalty. He controlled himself because uh, usually he's a bit of a live wire, but... Mm. Uh, as far as a, a question this week or a discussion, well, where do you start? Like, well, we got, had, I posted one up today um, about the diving. How do we fix the diving in the NRL? And I've, got a, I've got a few responses. Um, I, I've got a lot of questions this week. I, I, you know, the diving's one of them. Um, we talked a little bit last night that I think there should be harsh penalties, not just a week or two to start off with. I reckon they'd just slam somebody yeah. to take it out. Like Matt Bowen the other week didn't even get touched, played absolute dead. I'd be willing to give someone two weeks to and maybe even a month for something like that. I just think it's an absolute dog act. Well, I said to you the, uh, last night that for every time they dive and they're proven to have taken a dive, a fine and a one-match suspension for the first, for the second, two matches, a bigger fine. Again, third, three matches, bigger fine. Um, 
and make the club pay a fine as well. Put some onus back on the club um, to discourage their players to do it because it's fairly obvious at the moment that the clubs and coaches are telling their players to stay down. Well, there's that. Obviously, the diving is one of the questions. Uh, my other one's the Daly M because Jonathan Thurston's run hot the last few weeks, and I, I said it before. I'd be pretty disappointed if he won it, considering that it's taken this long for them to find some form, and a couple of men in the matches might elevate him to being a contender. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys in general, does anyone think they're going to win their last three games to make the eight? Because at the moment, yeah. uh, well, same again. I'm pretty peeved to watch them be playing this kind of football now when they could have been doing a lot earlier. Well, just on the, the diving debate, like there's a lot of good stuff that uh, on Facebook that people have suggested. You know, and there's two sides to this. People are saying, well, take the video ref out of it. Don't allow the video ref to review... Um, the tackles when players stay down. Now, my argument to that would be, what if you've yeah, been hit flush on the chin? What if there's a howler, though, um, and they don't get the injury substitutions? You have to look at them. Yeah. Because if there's a foul player, they get that, you know, that free interchange. And then on the flip side of that, there's people saying, well, if, if, you, are, if, if you do that, you're going to slow the game down. Uh, the game's sl- as quick as it's ever been, I think, um, it's in, quick in terms of general play. Um, in terms of decision-making and reviews, yeah, it's probably as long as it's ever been. So I don't know whether they complement each other. I'm not too worried about them reviewing stuff. As I do agree they need to get quicker with it. The decision-making process needs to be quicker. Maybe um, they've just got to say, well, one minute for video ref's decisions, maybe 30 seconds for reviews in the ruck. Um, and if you can't make your mind up then, well, um, you know, we're going around in circles. So... I think time limited. I know the Super League did it for a few years there. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, there's plenty of ways. The challenge rule out of uh, the Holden Cup. If you maybe if you if the coach sees one, they can challenge it. But then again, what happens if they're the howler and you don't have a challenge? That happens in the NFL as well. So oh, there's a million million ways you can look at it. But you know, I, I think the, the simple suggestion is when they get done for diving, that you're like you know, or they're down, they're going to stop play. You have to you have to review it. But if they're caught. Uh, foul play like Matt Bowen or a Greg Inglis straight away you walk up to that bloke and put him on report and before you know it I'm pretty sure you only see blokes staying down if they genuinely have been taken out and then there won't be stoppages in play yeah, we've so got, that's uh, the most simple way to solve it a few people have um, a few people have posted up videos and they're sort of saying a lot of people are saying well how do you tell if they've taken a dive well I think Matty Bowen's one he could we didn't even touch him Yeah, he didn't even clip him Greg Inglis bloody didn't even get touched on the face and threw his head back and went you know floppy again yeah you see plenty of little ones like that. Yeah. Chrissy Sandow's taken a few fake gunshots from the crowd where a sniper's hit him and he's hit the turf. Yeah. There's plenty of instances, but it's pretty straightforward. If those blokes were put on report, uh, you know, all of a sudden, on the flip side of them thinking they're about to get a penalty and the penalty going the other way, I'm telling you, you won't see it up that often. Yeah, exactly. So that's your simple solution. But uh, plenty of questions that will probably post up during the week. There's a lot, obviously, heading into the finals. But for now, I'll move into the reviews of the games from the weekend. For all the latest rugby league gear, head into Leagues and Legends, now based at Shell Harbour, Mount Druitt Westfield and Campbelltown Mall Store. Or check them out online at www.nrlstore.com.au. Fifth and last listeners, you can receive free delivery on any 2013 adult NRL jersey. Be quick, jersey selling fast. Remember, www.nrlstore.com.au. Leagues and Legends. Reviews of the games from the weekend. Friday night kicked off with uh, the Parramatta Seal versus the Brisbane Broncos. The Broncos winning 22-12, to so that keeps their finals hopes alive. Very slim at best, but they're still hanging in. 
Uh, this one for me, it was just, you know, pretty ordinary type of game. There wasn't really great intensity or feel about it. Mm. It's, well, it's a non-finals game. 16 to neither 6. Neither side's going to make finals. Well, 16 to 6 at half-time, 22-12 full-time. Yeah. I know a lot of us thought Parramatta may have some chance, but simply summing it up, it was, it was a pretty dead-even game, but the Broncos get the win, and Parramatta only really looked likely to have any sort of opportunity when Jared Ayn put himself on the ball. Yeah. Once he went down with the medial strain, to me that was just game over regardless, but even with him there, uh, he, he can't you know completely dominate a game. He's only one man. I know a lot of people say that he needed to touch the ball more, but it's pretty obvious where the attack's coming from. Yeah. So well, at the same time, I don't know, you could, everyone could just say that oh, when he was on the ball, they looked like they were going to win. No. You know, when, when you've only got to take care of one player, it's pretty easy to nullify it. Yeah. So, well, they're, um, they, they, don't have a, they don't have a threat at nine, and at the moment they don't have a threat at seven either. So um, I agree with Stuart moving him to six because I think he's their best player. He needs to get the ball in his hands as much as possible. That's happening, but they still don't have the tools around him to um, be effective. No, well, Raymond Tua is probably their most solid back row, and he's in his bloody 30s. Yeah, and I mean, Jake Maloney tries his guts out. Um, too small. But yeah, he's a little bit too small at the moment. So over the next two years, Parramatta have just got to stick by him and uh, try and put some size on him. Um, unless maybe they're going to put Justin Hunt there now they've bought him. But um, for Parramatta, it just looks like they're waiting for the end of the season. Brisbane, they're living on a prayer. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think they can make the eight. I think they've left it too late, especially now without Hodges. Um, but that remains to be be seen whether they can make it. But me personally, I can't see it happening. No, well, to me, they're out of it as well. I know a lot of people have been throwing up and whinging the last couple of days. I read a blog by Freddie Fittler, and he was that was the one team he left out on the points, and all the Broncos fans were a bit touchy about the well, I think Penrith will beat them this Friday night. Simple as that. Oh, well, not even that. I still think the other teams around them are more likely yeah, I agree. To, to seal up a place yeah. in the bottom regardless. Like, if they do it, it'd be a great effort that Hodges, but... Mm. On much the same token, I just don't think there's enough left in the tank. And even if they got in, they'd be a first week and out. Yeah. So, you know, making the finals would be an achievement. But, yeah, they, they, you know, it's, it's still the same thing at the start of the year. I think their forward pack's doing the job. Yeah. Uh, since he's changed the side around, I think he should be banging his head on the table thinking, why didn't I have Hoffman at fullback earlier? Why didn't I put Hunt in earlier if I wasn't happy with the two organising halves? Yeah. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of small things. Why wasn't McCulloch getting almost his full game like he is now again? And putting Thayday back where he belongs, even though I know Glenn's injured, which has allowed that. But there's a lot of small things he could have done to make the side better earlier on. Yeah, he crushed Ferrari, didn't he? Instead, he just kept persisting with Norman, who was going to leave him, two organisational halves who both wanted to steer the ship in a different direction. Neither of them wanted to take the line on. And Hoffman was nullified, playing absolutely outstanding on the wing, virtually only getting ball when he got out of dummy half and still being their best back. So. You know what I think's pretty funny? He got out-coached by John Cartwright. Yeah. Well, Johnny Cartwright goes, out of here, Princey, and Anthony Griffin goes, hey, we'll have you. Mm. Um, I know on a much smaller deal and uh, with the promise of nothing, um, you know, no spot in the side, but it's it's been a ridiculous move. I, I still can't believe that even though Corey Norman's going next year that he hasn't pulled him up. Well, earlier... It he's, got, he's, he's in their best 13 players. Should have been Norman and Hunt earlier and yeah. or Prince and Hunt earlier, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, or Prince and Norman. All those combos. And even the other flip side with Wallace. But how he come to the justification that he was going to have two halves that are both identical, that don't really take the line on, who were both going to try and steer the side in a different direction, yeah. and nullify McCulloch and nullify uh, young Hoffman, who's a New Zealand international fullback and been outstanding, just bewilders me. And was it Brisbane that offered up Hoffman for a trade before. Yeah. Like, if I'm Josh Hoffman, I'm pissed. 
Well, he said he wanted to stay. I was actually surprised because I know he loves it up there. But if I'm just putting it in my perspective, even if I'd been there for a few years and I had a deal till 2015 and the Bulldogs said they were interested and I knew I was going to be going there as the fullback, which mm. would be the case, I'd be happy to leave Brisbane at this point in time yeah. after the way he's been treated. Exactly. I would have shown myself the door happily and said, oh, Bob, I'm, I'm going to go here. At least I'm going to be the man. So yeah. feel free. But, you know, Gillette, Parker... For me, probably the, the two most damaging as usual. Gillette threw some nice passes, some good offloads. Corey Parker just worked his backside off as usual. Yeah. Hoffman was absolutely ridiculous, uh, a well-deserved man of the match. And on the Parramatta side of things, it's pretty straightforward. Without Jared Hayne, uh, it was game over. He's the only one who really looked likely. Men applied his trade as he always does, and I thought Ryan Morgan tried hard as he always does for a smaller bloke. But uh, if, if there weren't anything I want to finish on, they should not play Hayne again this year. I don't care if he's healthy. He keeps getting busted. He keeps getting niggles. If he needs an operation or he needs recovery time or he needs anything fixed... What about the World Cup? Well, if he's going to be in that, that's fair enough. But do you want to bust him again? I'm sure he would easily have to be thinking to take care of himself, surely. No, no, no I'm not saying that. I'm more saying that... I know he'd probably want to why, play in the why, World Cup. Yeah, well, why, he's not missing, just let him, why not put him on ice until the World Cup? He's just had a hamstring issue. He's torn, has no PCL on that knee that he strained immediately in. I he had he, issues with the knee the year before. He's just had a lot of small problems. And if he either needs the rest of the year off up until the World Cup, I'm with you there, or he needs an off-season off. He needs everything repaired. Anything, I think the only reason he's not playing at the moment, or the only reason he is playing at the moment, is because of all the pressure from the fans um, bagging the shit out of him saying that he was dogging it. Well, I don't know how you can do it when you've had scans. Well, that's what it was. Ricky proved, Stewart so. came out in a press conference and said he, he won't, probably won't be back um, for the year, for the rest of the year. Parramatta fans were up in arms. Um, that was on a Tuesday, I think, when the yeah. side was announced. If someone's hurt, um, about a month ago, and then about two. Uh, sorry, on the Thursday, two days later, he said, "Oh, he'll be back in a fortnight," because fans were jumping up and down. Well, and if you told me tomorrow, even with the finals coming up, that Billy Slater was borderline damaging this, or if Cameron Smith had three or four injuries that all needed operations and he was playing on a busted, I would much rather know that if he was to have surgery and be repaired in time for the season after and fully recovered, I'd be much happier than that, than having the risk if yeah, he was doing something. Guys, because you're a chance of winning the comp. I find it ridiculous for Parramatta because they're almost uh, certain of getting the spoon. Well, I said it to you last year that I was more than happy for Billy Slater if needed to have that surgery uh, at the time to know that he was going to be healthy in 12 months rather than the risk of him coming back, doing his ACL, then probably missing the year after. Yeah. I'm always more cautious on those side of things. I know they want to win comps, but as a fan, I'm, I would have been more than happy to see him get fixed rather than damage him long-term. Yeah, especially if I'm a, if age, I'm a coach, I'm, uh, I'm more likely to risk him with the chance of winning the comp. Mm. If it's wooden spoon... Yeah, well, that's oh, what I'm please. getting at. What, what do they got to gain from playing? Exactly. He's your best player. You've got some people coming along to help him out. So take care of the bastard. Put him on the ice. Mm. But uh, the Broncos will play the Panthers this week away at home. Uh, I think the Panthers have a good chance at centre bet. We'll have to wait and see. I think that was a bit of a flip of the coin because they were pretty ordinary for a month there and then they dished up a good game on well, Sunday. I like the Panthers in that game. And uh, Parramatta, well, they play the Storm at home. So nothing as we said there. The other Friday night game, South 22 over Manly 10. Really good game. Um... It was 10-6 half-time, 22-10 full-time. I thought that Souths were pretty much pinned down for 60 minutes, just under fire, and to sum it up pretty straightforward, the last 20 was just the Adam Reynolds show. Multiple mm. repeat sets, he, he built pressure. They grabbed three tries in that period, and I think 22-10 you know, kind of doesn't tell the correct story about the game, but Manly didn't post up or you know take advantage of the pressure that they built, and when South got their opportunity... And, you know, pinned Manly down their own half. They did grab those. You've summed, you've summed it up perfectly. Manly uh, 
dominated the game for 60 minutes, didn't bank enough points. When South got their chances at the end of the game, they took them. Mm. Simple as that. Um, I thought Manly started the game brilliantly, uh, but I think South did really well in that 60 minutes to minimise the damage Manly could do. And mm. that's, a, that's a real sign of a good side. Um, and, and that's why I think they can win the comp. But I do agree with two things, like we said about Angry Jeff. The, the penalty count was 10-2. Up yeah. until the end, when things were done, they got a couple of square ups. So, like realistically, the penalty count was ten two, not the ten five that it finished. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. He, uh, what, and the matter I won, right. I said to you, as far as I was concerned, I don't know. You don't know the ball got on the ground. Let's there. try. So, you know, I'm not you, saying you don't. Watching the video footage, you, you don't. You don't see the ball on the ground. But the ball was on the ground when you last saw it, and all he did was slide over the line. Exactly, so it's a try. So I, re- I don't understand why they, they didn't award it on the it, field. It could have changed it, so I'm, I'm disappointed at the same time. I'm not saying they would have won that game, but... Yeah, but who do you blame in that situation? Who well, do we blame? The referees bl- made the call. I don't blame the video ref. The video, the video ref, ref followed the process. He did, but as far as I was concerned, it was pretty clear in the video what happened. Well, I, I thought it was pretty clear on field. He's, he's, got, he's, the, he's got the best position on the field. In both positions, I think they kind of got screwed there. I think South still have the quality to win in the way they did. The it's end. a totally different game, isn't it? It is a very different game. So, yeah. But I would have rather watched that game and that result than, uh, you know, the 60 minutes to there, the, the penalties go against them and that call, and then maybe sit here and go, well, I wonder what would have happened mm. if it did go down that road. But, uh, you know, they, they nullified their edges as best they could, and we know how good the manly back line is. Yeah. But that penalty count, that's a lot to overcome defensively when you've pretty much gone eight penalties to the good the other way. Well, and and one, of the only other, one of the only other penalties was the Jeff Lima leg twist, which was as blatant as... Um, yeah, he's on, he only got one see. week on an early guilty yeah. play. So he attacked a man who previously was injured with a knee injury, and it was the exact same leg. So a bit sus there. I thought the punishment probably should have been more, just to more signal the intent that if that's what you're looking to do, definitely uh, that you should be punished. But... What else are you supposed to say? We, we we can't change that moment. We don't know what would have happened, but all we can really do is credit that last 20 minutes to uh, Reynolds getting the job done. And I suppose you can give GI credit for setting up one and grabbing that grubber, but I'm still filthy on that dive. Yeah. Um, I told you like the other week that I was absolutely disgusted with Matt Bowen, and if it was me and I saw the screen, I would have been likely to want to go up and chin him, to be honest with you, because it just absolutely makes me furious when somebody lays down in a game that is rugby league. We're not playing soccer. No. You're well, there. he didn't get hit hard enough to stay down. He didn't even get touched. Old uh, Matty Bowen the other week, like, yeah, Greg Inglis got hit, but I don't think there was anything there to let him justify the reaction he gave. No. no. Apart from the fact that he so. thought, oh, I'm going to get a penalty here. Well, that's the problem. And uh, we've seen Andrew Fafita last night admit that he stayed down, or they're almost told that that's the way things go, and it's pretty sad to think that it's going that direction. So well, it's been going that way for two years. Need to start bringing in those penalties, I think, and uh, starting to put those blokes on a report and giving some kind of punishment for you know the old, good old simulation like the soccer players do. Yeah. Now, as far as Souths, yeah, Reynolds outstanding. Well, George Burgess was uh, very good off the bench. Good to see Luke, the other brother, had a, had a start. So we're looking at the possibility of all four Burgesses in the... Uh, a week's time, which is a scary thought. And GI, as I said, he set up that try and obviously grabbed one late on, so that made a difference. And on the side of Manly's things, Jamie Lyon, it's just another one of those games where you watch his class and think, well, why don't you play for New South Wales, you bastard? Yeah. And uh, Anthony Watmow, I thought, playing on a busted leg, had a fairly good game. Yeah. Jerry Evans, uh, not too bad either. But just I can't believe Watmow played. Yeah, neither. And, I can't uh, believe he played. Um had a red hot go, but yeah, I just wish, I really wish we could rewind and see what would have happened if the Manor yeah, well, situation was different. Let's hope that it's different come finals time. I, the two, I think it will be. Two great games between them this year, though. Both the games. Yeah, I think they're, they're probably the two best games of the season. Mm. It's uh, Souths this weekend. They're at home on Friday night to the Dogs, so another tough game on their run in. Yeah. 
Uh, it's, I'm absolutely looking forward to watching that one. It should be a cracker. And uh, Manly, they're away to the Raiders. You probably could say it's dangerous, but at the same time, the Raiders haven't really given me too much besides Milford. Don't know if Ferguson's going to play, but if they're without Ferguson again and no Fensum, even if Campisi's back, you know, to me, the heart and soul of that team is Fensum. He's the glue. And Blake Ferguson, along with Milford, are probably their two most deadly players with Papali. So yeah. they could be in for another beatdown from uh, Manly if they don't get a couple of players back in. It's mm. uh, Saturday kicked off with the Dogs in Canberra. 28 to 16. I don't think that really justifies what happened. They got a few late tries when the Bulldogs switched off, but other than that, they ran in four unanswered tries to start the game. It was 20 zip before Shandor scored late first half to make it 20 to six. Finished up 28 to 16. But uh, what do you say about Canberra? They just look absolutely uh, answered without an answer with yeah, uh, but Blake Ferguson. their best three players without Blake Ferguson. Fencer. obviously Dugan left. Campisi out and, uh, you know, put Fenson back in there. I think, I think losing by 12 is a good result. Yeah, but really. I still I still think the late, two late tries, they're not really a sign of how they were earned. You know, I, I will say that early on they got robbed okay. from Sam Williams yeah. scoring a try, which could have made the game a little bit more balanced. But at the same time, I really did think the Bulldogs never really looked under threat. Uh, yeah. Aiden Tolman and James Graham were both absolutely outstanding. They made a zillion tackles, as they always do, and carted the ball up. Both halves, uh, especially Reynolds, was a little more involved this week. I was bitterly disappointed to how he played against you guys last week. He was yeah. absolutely disgusting. But Josh Morris, Josh Morris, outstanding at the back at fullback. Still don't know whether I, he'd be their long-term option as a fullback, but two try assists and a, a try is a pretty good effort for a bloke who's only been playing there for a couple well, of weeks. I thought when Brett Morris went there last year, he went well. Um, he didn't have the pass though, like Josh. Josh yeah. seems to have a better pass. Yeah, well, at least they've got all off season to work on it. Mm. Um, if if need be, if Barber does go and they they don't have anyone else there, I think that twenties kid Templeman, Patrick, he could easily play there. Well, he needs a bit of weight first. Um, he's an absolute yeah, stick. Yeah, but again, a preseason. Ah, oh, preseason. Yeah, but he's yeah. an absolute stick at the moment. Yeah. So physically, I think he. But oh, I think he's got the ability to play first grade. Skill set very good, no doubt. But uh, as far as Canberra is concerned. I thought Williams was, uh, did really well, especially to hold his head so high after the way he's been treated in that situation. Yeah, uh, He was a victim of the results at the start of the year. You can't really blame a half when your forwards aren't going forward. And as soon as he left, all of a sudden the forward pack decided to have a go and they won some games. Uh, he was blocked from his mid-year move. He's been brought in on you know the injury results and I thought he played really, really well. So I'm a Dragons fan. I'm probably sitting there right now thinking him would not paired up with Dugan, and then you have Rain and Young Garvey on the bench that they're starting to build a pretty solid spawn. Yeah, I think Dragons um, Dragons are the one laughing out of that. I, I, I find it ridiculous that Canberra didn't re-sign him, um, but that's that was their decision. Um, mm. Dragons uh, Dragons gain, Raiders loss. Mm. And very obviously, again, Anthony Milford in another team that uh, was pretty disappointing. The kid's a freak. He's an absolute freak, and... It's still kind of irking me to think they're going to lose him after they they're the ones who found him. The Broncos are just going to get him back, you know, miss a bullet from a bloke that they didn't recruit from their own area. Yeah, and they all, like I've said to you a million times, literally threw their hands up when David Hamilton found Anthony Milford and said, "How do we miss this kid? How do we not know he was up here?" Yeah. So they're virtually just dodged a bullet and probably laughing up there now, thinking we're getting him back for free anyway. Mm, well, it's lucky. It's, it's under yeah, like I said, not, circumstances have been dictated. not mocking the kid, but under the circumstances, like wow. Well, imagine what he's going to play like with a clear head. Well, imagine that. Imagine if Blake Ferguson leaves Canberra. Where are they at? Well, they're last. Those two, those two are really hurting. If mm. you know they're gone, that was the, the week before against the Roosters. I know the Roosters were bad, but those two were outstanding. Oh, this is—it's the perfect scenario for the reasons why we should have a trade. Mm. We should be able to trade players. 
Well, I think, think you shouldn't be just be able to walk out of there and Canberra get nothing for it. Yeah, well, compensation at least, even regardless of the circumstances. Yeah. But you know, at the same time, his one is very different to Dugan and all the other. I don't, I don't care. I, I don't situations. care. I really don't care. It doesn't mean that Canberra should just cop it. No, but um, they did agree to the clause. So at the same time, you yeah, know what I mean, you're getting into when you sign the contract. So. Yeah, but then again, it doesn't mean that Brisbane should be advantaged for that. No, you know uh, who, who's stopped anyone previously. Well, they have Dugan so or it's Carney about time. Do, it's so. about time that the NRL put their foot down. Mm, most definitely. But uh, I thought Papali, he was probably the only other one. But same deal again. Generation next, and it's looking like they might be losing a couple of them. So mm. see what happens there. But they're, they're playing for their season. Their four and against is absolutely rubbish. So they have no choice but to win their last couple of games. Uh, it starts this week against Manly, as we said, at home. So they really need to get back into uh, the swing of things and fast. So hopefully Ferguson's back on board and Hopefully, Campisi as well. Yeah. The dogs going to South. I think they'll be beaten, if, especially if they're still missing uh, Cassiano, Barber, and Eastwood. Yeah, I still think they've been a bit clunky, not exactly uh, on top gear, but they've been getting through and winning, so they've kept themselves in there. Full credit to them for that. But yeah, definitely. I come finals time, we'll just have to wait and see, I suppose, when they get all their players back on board. But I, I, I'm still looking at them now, and I'm not thinking they're going to really hurt the top four. No, well, they're a side that you you wouldn't want to play. Put it that way. No, um, with the potential they've got there, but no. Uh, in terms of what they're displaying on the field at the moment, yeah, they're not they're not one I'm really worried about playing. That's no. for sure. Well, the Cowboys up at home defeated your Titans twenty two to ten, twelve four at halftime, twenty two ten full time. This was a pretty tight game up until about the last fifteen minutes when uh, I think it was Glenn Hall jumping on a kick. From Jonathan Thurston, they scored late, and circumstances didn't exactly help when Greg Bird had the back spasms and Luke O'Dwyer did his knee, as well yeah. as Ryan James getting KO'd earlier. Yeah. But uh, at, at the same time, I'm kind of sitting here and thinking, I did think that the Cowboys probably were uh, a bit a were better side, even though they only completed it at 58%. It was just a matter of them not being able to hold onto the ball. But Well, the Titans, any time they uh, scored or built pressure, they just they let the... Uh, let the foot back up off the throat, didn't they? they? They just really struggled. I think the turnaround from Monday to Saturday um, really didn't help. And uh, the Cowboys, they're brimming with confidence at the moment. They're a, uh, they're a dangerous football side. Yeah, well, Kyle Felt, the young fellow, I thought he was great again. Mm. Well, Thurston's found form, hasn't he? So you can almost correlate the Cowboys' form with him finding form. Mm. Oh, well, everything kind of seems to be going better, though. Ray Thompson looks better at nine. Matt Bowen, I thought, was really good. He set up two tries, so he's obviously a great release uh, for Jonathan Thurston when he's in good form. So mm. if that stays consistent over the next couple of weeks, God knows what they can do. They've got two sides potentially that are just ahead of them, which are very handy wins if they can get them yeah. uh, in the Knights and the Sharks, which would almost guarantee them a spot in the finals if they beat the Tigers after that. But those two, they're really going to earn their spot in the finals. So I if they do I get can't in, see them getting beat again. I, 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 do I, said think, it, I said it a few weeks ago that I, when they sacked Henry... I said, well, what if they bloody go through undefeated and make the finals? And I, I, I honestly didn't think it was uh, too far of a stretch looking at their draw, and it's coming to fruition almost. Like I, I think they, I think they're in now. Well, I, I, think I mean, who they, they play Newcastle up at home. Yeah, they're going to get a hard game. They play the Sharks time, at, at at Cronulla, um, and they beat the Tigers last round. So really, they can they can get in, but at the same time, in their own hands. these next two weeks, uh, it, if they lose one of these two, they're gone. But if they can somehow find a way to get through these two games, I think the Tigers are a walkover yeah. to finish the year, and they will probably get themselves in. But the next two weeks are pretty self-explanatory. Must-win yeah. games. Yeah. 
but they they have they definitely have the you know the ability and the form at the moment which we would have expected earlier on. Yeah. But as far as the Titans are concerned, they get Albert Kelly back this week. Greg Bird supposedly the back isn't as bad as first thought because he looked in a world of pain with a spasm. You could barely walk. Yeah. A bit of sciatica or a bulging disc and. Ryan James, you know, he got popped, but I thought he was really good. He still made 150 metres after Ash and Chindin won. And poor old Luke O'Dwyer, his career's over. He announced his retirement. Now he's done his ACL. So, yeah. uh, like I said, circumstances did go against them, but I, I thought they... I think Cowboys still win. I agree. Oh, even if the game... Well, I think it's a much closer game. Oh, Cowboys definitely. still win. I just had the feeling all night that we weren't weren't quite up to up to uh, their level. Well, any time the Cowboys did complete, even with that poor completion rate, as soon as they did complete a set or build any ounce of pressure, they immediately got points. So. Yeah. That's right. If they were on song, you think it would have probably been an easier result. But at the same time, Titans, are they've still got a chance. They've got a couple back this week, and they're versing the Warriors at home. Yeah. And it's the same deal. Again, there's a couple of crackers this round because the Warriors are another team. Well, this is it. Like, for Titans and Warriors, this is a semi-final come yeah, early. One of them is going to be gone. Yeah. Uh, much the same as the Cowboys. They need to win in Newcastle. Because the Titans... They've got Rooster Storm Yeah, well, to New, finish off. Newcastle so. have a buffer, but they'd really want to win this week to make sure that they're pretty much almost well, they safe. Can almost so. knock, they can knock the Cowboys out and yeah. secure their own spot. That's right. So realistically, two And they've got that one games. point. They've got the buy point, which is going to be a point. It's either going to be the reason why they get in or the reason why they're out. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm looking forward to those two games in particular. I think they'll be uh, decent, and it's always good when a game has some ramifications. But... Uh, what's his name? I've already forgotten it now. Ridge. Ben Ridge. Yeah. Ben Ridge is another one I want to give a rap to mm-hmm. just because some of the shots he put on, yeah. absolutely outstanding, especially when he hit uh, Sims and Sims tried to fight him immediately. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ashley Harrison, I thought he was good again. At six, he tried his hardest, but uh, to no avail, they couldn't get the result. Mm-hmm. But uh, the other Saturday night game, the Sharks, they got out of this one, 22-18 over the Dragons. Uh, how do you explain this one? I did not see that early on slot coming. It was a great start. They absolutely destroyed their left edge. Uh, they, they shifted nice and early, spread the big boys out, and then they were coming back at the middle, and then they were you know, getting back on the edges. So they really worked them early, mm. made them move all over the park, which wasn't a bad game plan considering the forward pack the Sharks have got. Yeah. And their, their edges aren't exactly outstanding. I so. feel sorry for the Dragons. Oh, I thought they, they busted their backsides in that game, and uh, they don't have the class that um, the Sharks have got. And, well, it's funny how footy works. It's a, it's a week's a long time in footy because uh, seven days earlier, uh, the Sharks were getting rolled on the bell um, mm. by Newcastle, and this week they were rolling the Dragons on the bell. So, well, Shane Flanagan um, worded it the right way, and that's, you know, as, as the footy gods were, they weren't kind to us last week. Yeah. This week they've given us uh, a bit of a swing back, and Steve Price said the complete opposite, that he thought his side were better, but the footy I, gods I, just weren't with him. I agree with Steve Price. I thought they were much better. Well, I'm with him, but at the same time, the Sharks made 17 errors to 7 and still got the results. So that's the difference when you look at a Dragon side missing Dugan and uh, Merrin compared to a Shark side who's loaded up with origin players, especially in the forward pack. Even with all those errors, they did overcome it. Even if it was off a scrappy try right at the end there when Fafita kicked it forward, and a lot of people are still arguing that Nightingale got his hand on the ball before him, but, uh, you know. No, nah, but simultaneous goes to the attacking Yeah, simultaneous. Player, so I'm with you. I've tried to I thought it was that. simultaneous, so uh, the advantage then goes to Andrew Fafita. But I, I can't really feel sorry for him at the same time because they didn't score another point after the first 15 minutes. So how am I supposed to feel sorry for them? They they knew that was working. I thought they went away from what was working. Yeah. They changed the way they were playing. They got a bit loose and went back into the guts of the Sharks, which isn't the best idea. Yeah. They should have kept moving those big boys around, them playing the edges, but uh, they lost. I feel bad for them. They're missing those two players. Well, they're gone anyway. They're, 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 they're in the, they're in the same situation. I've said it last week. If there's anyone left 
Oh, I don't know why he's bothered to leave Garvey down there with the cutters when they're not going to probably make the finals. Bring the kid up. He's part of your squad next year. Bring up anyone else that you think is going to be in there. Stop wasting time. Uh, I did enjoy watching Ben Crow play front row, considering I've been ragging on him that he can never run a different line yeah. by that straight line or just in and under. So I thought it was good that he, he pushed him in a bit tighter for a bit more mobility and speed and got some of those younger guys like Frizzell back off the bench and into that starting sword. Mm. They, they look better for it, that's for sure, definitely. Oh, they look great. And uh, Nightingale at fullback, I love that bloke. He's absolutely outstanding. Yeah, he's a wiry customer. but He's just um, so awkward, it's not funny, but I absolutely love him. And Brett Morris, he was fairly good as well. But uh, What about, why were the Sharks so bad to start with? Well, mate, you can't make 17 errors to seven, simple. You can't, you can't get any kind of feel for a game when you can't complete a set or you're not getting to a kick and you just turn the pill over on second, third tackle, it's very hard to Can you give me an example? I'm going to ask you a question. Can you give me an example of when one of our top four, one of the top four sides currently has done that this season? As far as the errors are concerned, I can't really think of a game where any of them were that bad. Where you just thought you are that bad. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's why none of those sides in the bottom four would be worrying me if I was uh, in the top four. Well, a few of them have been hammered a lot worse than the penalty count, uh, a la the Roosters and maybe Melbourne on the weekend were 11-2 at one point, but... The difference between class sides and those is you withstand the pressure when you're under the pump, and the Sharks did concede a few early, but you look at your, even your Roosters, they lose almost every one of their penalty counts, but their defence is just so ruthless and cutthroat that it doesn't have a bearing on the result. They still beat teams by 30, even when they've lost the penalty count. Yeah. So. Well, and just on the Sharks, I think they were playing better footy this time last year, and they, they ran it and raved all off-season, oh, we got Lewis, and we got Gordon, and um, you know we got Bo Ryan, and we're going to be a different team. And for me, they were playing better last season. Um, I really, I don't think they can they can have a shake in the finals. Um, I think they've gone backwards this season. I love their forward pack, but I still don't see them making a dent. And it's for simple reasons we keep saying they need centres. Mm. Need For defensive reasons, they need better centres. And for attacking reasons, they need better centres. Because I think they've got good wingers in Ryan and Fecky, but you need to be able to feed them or clean up a nice backline movement. And I think... You know, for someone like Todd Carney and Robson right now, it's not really uh, plausible to be trying to feed blokes like Pomeroy and Wright because you know what the result's going to be nine times out of ten. Then again, they went and bought those players. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, that was a you know a bit of a typical shark situation because they didn't have the funds. Well, we had the conversation um, during that game. What's the old fullback's name? Michael Gordon. No, the one for Cronulla. Oh, Nathan Gardner. Yeah, why isn't he up? I'd, I'd have him in there. Um, because the two centres they've got now, they're not scoring points. Well, Fecky was the centre in the 20s. Why and can't the, you move him in? The way Fecky moves, I wouldn't mind seeing yeah, him he's, in the centres. he's going real good. And Gardner's just too good. He's, he's won that many men in match awards. I know he's playing with that Cronulla Could side. Could you put him on the wing? Easily. Yeah. I'd have him on the wing and move Fecky in and just put Pomeroy on the bench and have him play back row. I said it to you about the, the Cowboys situation. If you're looking for almost a clone of Matt Bowen, if they are moving him on, minus a little bit of the ball playing, which can be worked on, I would have been knocking on Nathan Gardner's door because yeah. surely he's going to come at a cheap price. Well, you'd think so. So he's one I kind of look at that's lingering there in this situation at the moment, and I'd, I'd really like to see him go to another club. Yeah. But, you know, God knows what's going to happen. Your typicals uh, racked it up, though. Gallon, uh, the stat man, punched up another 200. Yeah. Fafita put up another 180. I thought DeGoyce was good off the bench. He came on and changed the game a bit. and Lewis, He's got a bit of mongrel, doesn't he, DeGoyce? Uh, he just doesn't give a shit who's standing in front of him, and that's what I like about him. He's only a small bloke, and... Uh, you know, he, he plays with his heart every week, and Luke Lewis wasn't that bad either, I didn't think. Didn't get too much uh, quality ball, but his defensive efforts, and he, he got one of those tries by KO and Nightingale. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's just how footy goes sometimes. They had a rough night, but they got the job done. 
And this week, they're not going to get it any easier. They're going to be playing at home, but it's going to be against the Sydney Roosters or eight in a row. On Monday night. And they just look absolutely vicious. But uh, the possibility of missing Luke O'Donnell now for up to five weeks if he fights his charge, oh, the early guilty that. plea is going to be three. So yeah. you'd definitely be taking the early guilty plea and being ready for semis. And uh, the Dragons, I think this is one they're going to win. They've got the Tigers. Oh, and they're they playing win. at home. so They win by 30. I hope they do put a score on the Tigers, but we'll have to wait and see. Mm. And Sunday's fixtures kicked off with the Penny Panthers heading over New Zealand at 12 nil down uh, and a five-leg multi for me. I was absolutely yipping and yahooing, thinking this is going to be great. Here comes a bit of cash. I'll go up to the pub. I'll have a few beers. It'll all be free. And before you know it, David Simmons ruined my day. Mm. David Simmons is jumping oh. over the line and Josh Mansell is jumping over David the line. David Simmons is finishing it off. And the Warriors, uh, yeah, they, they absolutely let me down. Good on the Panthers. Great win. Yeah, well, it's good to see Josh Mansell look confident. He admitted himself that uh, since he's been back up, he hasn't felt too great. But if you wanted a way to get your confidence back, the two tries he scored. Uh, well, both wingers were great. Mm. Um, but uh, you got to give a rap to Penrith Halves. I think you got to give a rap to Dean Faro. Dean yeah, Faro. He, he set those two tries up. He, he, he's leading the line break assists yeah. over Halves for Christ's sake for the kind of balls or the, you know, how he's putting his centre away and giving Simmons that space. I'm still going to give. Simmons credit, I know we ripped on him at the start of the year. Oh, I you're still, you're still definitely not a big fan of his. No, I'm not not a big fan, but I just I think he's overrated. Oh, well, I'll, I'll give him a rap. I think he's playing outside a uh, a great player. Oh, in to to yeah. me, he's playing outside the New Zealand centre for the World Cup. Yeah. He's one of the first ones I'm picking. I think his year is highly underrated for the side but he's been playing in. Dave Simmons has obviously improved out of sight this year. Mm. His, his ability to finish is freakish mm. um, and good on him. Uh, because I certainly would have would not have had him on the wing no, uh, the at the start of the year. No. But at the same time, there's also these connections we talk about that come along once in every so often. We've watched, uh, you know, Menzies and Clippy Lyons, and you see Billy Slater, Cronk and Smith, these kind of players are almost telecopathic. JT and Bowen, uh, Farah and Simmons just yeah. never seem to miss a beat. When he wants him under or when he's going to skip to the outside or when there's a kick coming in, they both seem to always be absolutely on song with the decision they make on that edge. Yeah. So yeah. for Penrith, I'm not surprised that Isaac John just kept spinning the pill there. Mm. But uh, I thought, well, until uh, sorry, until um, Josh Mansour came back, Penrith were almost exclusively attacking down that right edge. Mm. You watch their games, um, especially particularly over the last month before uh, Mansour came back, it was all uh, set up to that right edge um, in attack to get the ball to Ware and, and Sikamanu's on that edge as well. So uh, interesting. Interesting. They gave the Warriors a different look um, last weekend, and they were um, they were dangerous down both edges, and they look like a much better football side than what they have. Um, well, they rolled forward little, too. Yeah, having McKendrew back, losing streak, and Grant back, and Mossy playing well. It always helps when you've got a good go forward. Prop rotation, yeah. And they've looked outstanding since they've had to go forward. But um, Matt Elliott summed it up for me. It's not that the the Warriors they were beaten, but at the same time. He knows that it's in them, and they know as well. He said, but for some reason, the last three weeks, it just hasn't been there, and they need to find it now, because if they lose another game, they're out. Yep. And it's pretty straightforward. They punched up the 12 nil lead, and then they, they clocked off. Mm. They had a late run. I thought they were a bit hard done by with that rule where the ball hits the referee in your half as a scrum. And I think Jason Roberts should have been fined or got in trouble for invading that ruck the way he did, because yeah. that offload come out clean as a whistle, and the idiots poked his head in got in the way, stopped the play from going, the next thing you know, there's a scrum and they conceded a try. Yeah. I was absolutely blown up at the TV. If I was a Simon Mannering, I just would have ripped Jason Robinson apart because yeah. he had no right to stick his head in between that space. The player wasn't on the ground yet. But how often do you see it? 
the all tackle, those pocket refs are in too close. The tackle close. wasn't done. He wasn't even close to the ground, and he jumped in the line of the offload. It was yeah. a dead set spot on offload that may have led to something. Yeah. And he's jumped in, ruined it 20 metres out from their line, and given Penner for a scrum. Yeah. So that it's, rule as well was it's a pretty ordinary, rule, yeah. but... Jason Robinson, mate, give yourself a triple. Actually, I'll take that back. That's my low lot of the round. Jason Robinson <laughs> ruining the opportunity. Your multi. For the Warriors there. And my multi. Yeah, you that's, that, that's where the, uh, yeah, the hatred the angry was. There. there was plenty of F-bombs in uh, you know, the whole rumpus room. But they've got plenty of ability. They just need to sort it out. They're lacking a bit of go forward. They're making errors. Uh, Conrad Hurrell, everyone keeps giving him credit for his attack, which is all well and good. But I think everyone needs, needs to wake up. He missed six tackles again. He's really getting taken apart. His yeah. lateral movement's not that great. No. His uh, straight-ahead movement's obviously outstanding. When you're the size of a house. Oh, yeah, when you're on a set of train tracks heading forward, it's easy to yeah. run everything over. But as soon as it comes to a bit of movement laterally... He needs to get a little bit more monorail about him. Yeah, he needs to get a bit, a bit of more slickness. <laughs> <laughs> I love the bloke, don't get me wrong. I oh, actually yeah. love watching him skittle someone, but... But obviously, with, his defence is going to keep costing them. Yeah, with, with his positives, there's always going to be negatives on the other side of it. So, and Manu Vatovai, champion, mm. he had an absolute barry. He wow. he gave one. He tackled the, Kevin Locke at one stage. Well, he gave them four sets alone. Yeah, one he kicked. I don't know why he kicked it, but he did. Gave it back to him. Uh, the one that he threw in the lock and then bulldozed him, so yeah. he knocked it out. And then twice, for some reason, he was in. When his centre still had the man covered and then tried to backtrack. He's the biggest human in the world. Manu would have reasons, obviously. Semi-trailers aren't supposed to go in and then try and reverse park back into the corner to stop Dave Simmons. So twice he ruined himself there by not trusting his centre. And then two of the other ones were just laughable. He just, he just soccer punted one back to Penrith and said, have six more. Yeah. And the other one, he threw it in a lock and then hit him like a small child and left him on the floor. I'd love uh, to see Manu, just after the game, just sit him down in the sheds, give him a beer, just have a conversation with him over... Some of the decisions he made, <laughs> and just listen to the reasons he's got for why he made those decisions. It'd be classic. Well, I'll tell you what. It'll I, be on the comedy channel. Everyone will watch it. I, I don't know if I'd be game enough to ask him because he's a pretty scary bloke. I'd probably, yeah, Marnie, I'd probably ask him. About you, his do, you, you do realize that Kevin Locke is your teammate. Mm, you do. Oh realize. yes, I do. Okay. Oh, okay. No worries. You do realize sure. that you should pick the ball up, not soccer upon it straight back to penalty. Oh, but, dearie me. You know, what are you going to do? Uh, they're in a bit of a lull. They need to wake up. And they need to wake up fast because their season will be gone. Uh, if they don't do something about it, and, and, and obviously very quickly. But for me, I thought their, their best was uh, Simon Mentoring. He had a frustrating day. Mm. Sui Matagi, I've told you the other week that I love the front row off the bench. He's outstanding again. Mm. And I only heard on the weekend the story that he was in the pen. He was in the big house for a couple <laughs> of years. He was on the drugs. He was on the alcohol. He's on the absolute spiral. And now he's playing first grade. Good so turn himself around. And, and Nathan Friend, the bloke just busted his ass. I felt bad for him. He made 50 that day. and. Mm. Uh, yeah, Penrith. He's, he's been really important to uh, the Warriors. I said, I know, I said it when he came back. I thought that he could spark them, um, and he had a really good six to eight weeks when they went on that run. And um, he's still doing a lot of dirty work. You're, you're spot on with oh, giving him a wrap. Outstanding. But uh, Penny's play the Broncos at home. They win. They've got chances to make the finals, but they're another one that I don't think is going to win three in a row. In Brooklyn, oh, and then they got the Dogs a week after, and they finish with Manly at Brookvale. So yeah. this is their last home game. They've got to win here, and then and then uh, steal one of the really. other ones, and hope that results go their way. No, but they'd be gone. Happen. Twenty-six isn't getting them in. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think twenty-six no, will get 26 in. Twenty-six is going to get you in. Okay. But uh, the, the Warriors and the Titans again, teams like this, you know, they're going to push that uh, buffer further away. Well, I think Newcastle with twenty-seven. Mm. That's going to be, you're either going to need to be above them. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. That, that draw for me is pretty much going to save Newcastle. Yeah. If they get another win. So we'll have yep. to wait and see what happens there. But uh, yeah, the Titans away is the Warriors' destination. It's season over for one of these sides. So mm. 
no rocket science there. But the other Sunday game, one I was obviously very happy about, but a bit of controversy, the Storm winning 23-10 against Newcastle at Hunter Stadium. And, you know, that, that's a big win because they're very good at Hunter. Well, uh, Newcastle led for the majority of the match, really. Well, I said 11-4 was the penalty count. 11-2, really, until right at the end we got two quick square-ups, which, much like the Manly penalty count, I absolutely hate that they do what they do. Yeah. Uh, the accusations of them doing it purposely, every player said the exact same thing. No one wants to tackle any longer than they need to, but, you know, sometimes... Yeah, but of course you give away penalties on yeah, purpose. The, it's the, a stupid thing to say. But the rucks, the penalty counts all of a sudden the last few weeks have just skyrocketed from a couple of weeks ago when they weren't blowing... 11 or 12 a game for the same crap going on. It's yeah, but if you if they actually got it right and, and went and asked a player, any player, mm. would you give away a penalty to stop a try? To give away a of try, Of course yeah. you would. But some of the ones they were saying that they were trying to slow it down. What a crock of in shit. In their half at, at certain points of the game, I don't agree with. They're not <laughs> no. trying to give a penalty away in Mate, the opposition's 30. To there's give no difference with any, any part of the field. Every player's trying to slow the ruck down. Mm. They're That's all they're all looking at. for a little advantage in the ruck. If they're going for every a, team's doing yeah, it. But if they're going for a try, I can understand the statement. Yeah. But to say to someone, do you give a penalty away purposely purpose, yeah. when you pin someone when you're not under pressure. in their twenty yeah. to slow it down, you must be an idiot. Yeah. I give yourself a triple. They said that on the TV and I was just almost bewildered, going, Yeah, because you kick the ball and put all that hard work in just to get to turned around penalty. and put yourself back in your own half. Yeah. If anything, the players when you put a kick down and put pressure on, the players are jumping up quicker than what they normally do. Yeah, want. well, you don't want to give it. You don't want to hear that whistle. There's no. nothing worse than that feeling when you've done all the work and then you're going to turn back around and go straight in your own half. Exactly. Uh, on Newcastle, on the flip side, uh, Melbourne's defence outstanding, and that's obviously why the errors... That's why I like them. ...were they, 11. Yeah. 11 to Newcastle, only 4 to Melbourne. So the yeah. penalty count for the error count, all the extra opportunities were given to Newcastle, but they weren't taken. So, yeah. Uh, I, I thought Melbourne's they, got the best uh, defence in the comp. I know the Roosters do statistically put them next to each other. Um, I, I still think the Storms' defence is far better than the Roosters. Well, at the end of the day, for those top four sides, we're only going to know once they play each other. All the numbers. Yeah, but then again, all, you look the at games. the Roosters. Even compare it on the from this weekend, the Roosters had 14 points scored against them by the Tigers in an absolute dog shit game on Monday, and the Storm play up in Newcastle only have 10 scored against them and have everything go against them. They're, yeah, they're, they're a much better defensive side, in my opinion. Yeah, well, two things to come out of, obviously. The professional foul call. Don't want to harp on it too much. Should have been a Because we've already heard enough. It should have been a sin bin. Fair enough. Uh, it's more back to the, what we've said before. A 10-minute sin bin. They're not, too they're not willing to give it. If they had a five, even though Billy probably was in a better position, and he may not take that ball off him. Well, you hear a lot of people saying there's, that should have been a penalty try. A, no. What a crock. You can't tell me he was going to get it over the top no. of him. If the it's contest a five-minute sin bin. Beautiful. If the contest happens, you know, you, you wouldn't know. But to me, obviously, I'm going to see a boss, but I think Billy... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. They covered it every day of the yeah, week. Yeah, easily. But, yeah. Easily. I can't I, even believe they looked at it. I think they do need to bring back the five minute just for little things like that where you think, I can't justify 10 minutes, bang, you know. All right, do we still, if you bring in the five minute simbin, do you still have the 10 minute simbin? Yeah, different okay. situation. Like, if you do a Luke O'Donnell and just throw somebody, I think that's a 10 minute simbin. Yeah. Because that could end up really, really bad. Or same as a bad fight or, a, you know, 
a dog shot where you KO somebody. Well, that, I think I think in the instance of like a dog shot or a foul play or a KO, you're talking a send off. No, if a player goes off, you go off with them, and you're not allowed to return until they go on. But there's many ways you can look at it. But I like the five minute for little things like yeah. that, where it's not so much foul play in injuring somebody, but obstructing a line. All these blockers plays that keep killing me, or people getting run off the ball, things like that. Yeah. If they keep building up, I wouldn't mind seeing the. Well, and then, and then you lock your uh, your Jeff Lima thing. Boom, five in the bin. See you later. Straight away, the referees wouldn't hesitate. That, how bad that was, I would have been happy for him. Yeah, no, but I mean, team. all these little things that build yeah. up every week that they get away with mm. because it's not a send-off. You could give a slight exactly. punishment to let them know what they've yeah. done. But uh, defence means comps we just spoke about and pretty straightforward. South, the Roosters, the Storm, and uh, probably Manly. They're, they're the four they're best, the best defensive, four defensive sides, sides. and yeah. that's what you saw in this game. They were under the pump. Melbourne got the job done, and then you've just seen the class on the back end of it. Cronk and Smith guided the shit through to a win. Smith set up Norrie, grabbed one of his own. I thought he was uh, outstanding. Cronk yeah. obviously got that try off the back of the pro foul, but it was pretty funny listening to him talk about the wet ball situation where well, that was dog Newcastle was spraying well. the ball and then kicking it down. Yeah. And Kenny, poor old Kenny Bromwich caught the first run off one of the kickoffs and did the old zip straight to the hands. So Cronk yeah. wasn't too happy about it. But, uh, you know, I'm not really going to whinge about it at the end of the day. I think both situations were pretty straightforward. If they're resorting to that sort of tactic, yeah, well, um, you're pretty desperate. In trouble. That's yeah. all I was thinking and laughing about it, so I'm not really bothered. But uh, I didn't think the Knights were that bad, but it's pretty simple, like we said. With all the pressure, you need to get points, and Melbourne held them out. They were guided by their better players to the victory, and in particular, I was very happy to see young Jordan McLean play very well. We're starting to blood some young forwards on top of our dollar dazzlers like Brian Norrie and Jason Rolls. So yeah. potentially now, this year, we've blooded... Tohu Harris, Jordan McLean, and they're joining in with the likes of three blokes who've come through our junior system in, uh, you know, Jesse Bromwich, Kevin Proctor, and, uh, you know, you've got even his brother, Kenny, now. So I'm just really happy to see young forward blokes Tohu that Harris, potentially going to be slaying. Griffin, mm. they've got plenty coming through. I'm very happy to know that they're coming through from 16s up and they've been recruited and they're going to be staying. So yeah. well, their, SG ball, their SG ball is fairly strong. Their under-20s is, is fairly strong. So yeah, well, they're going to have a production line coming through for years to come. young man we know about, Matthew Lodge, uh, he's only back playing 20s now. He's had a barrier of a year at only 17 years of age, making With the New injury. South Wales under-20s as, as the front rowers. So... I'm, I'm pretty happy because that's one area I kind of worry about a lot of the time. You need to have front rollers and the dollar dazzlers do work, but it's really nice to think we're probably going to lock up a few of these kids well, for a couple of years before they do what a Bromwich has done and make that international break or, or you know win a grand final where their value goes up. We're probably going to have to start negotiating. So yeah. good to see Harris and uh, McLean in particular come through a couple of big boppers. But uh, for Newcastle, I thought Mullen was pretty good again. Yep. Uh, not too bad at all. And their back line, their back line's ridiculous. They all made over 100 metres again. I think Cade Stone's a bit lonely in the forwards, though. He seems to be the one punch up the metres. He put 195. The very up. same, same in the middle. But, yeah, he's realistically the only one who really notches up big numbers. But their back line, where? Yeah, Leilua's been a good player oh, for them. Leilua, outstanding. And the scary thing, the bloke played in the grand final in 2010. Yeah. He's only 21 this year. I know, yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, Gagai, Owate, they seem to be finding some form. Yeah, they're Boyd, a good pair. he's warming up. Um, and obviously McManus, McManus has been great all year. So, but like I said, all every one of them over 100 metres—that's more than any of the forwards besides Cade Snowden. They're, so. they're one of the only sides in that bottom, um, probably them and the Bulldogs that I look at and go, they, they could possibly roll one of those top four sides. But well, if they can be a bit tighter in the pack, obviously, like we said, they've got a few older blokes aren't really making so much of a punch. If they had a couple of younger, probably more explosive forwards, I'd really consider them a threat with their one to seven because mm. I really like their one to seven. Yeah. Uh, the round finished off with a game that's really not going to take too long to sum up, obviously. 56-14, to 14, uh, the Roosters absolutely shellacking the Tigers. And 
well, what do you say? There, there was the blow-up in the first half, which is the only reason I think the Roosters didn't put more points on because they got caught up in the brouhaha after, obviously, Galloway kind of sunk the knee and then the smack on the back of the head. Somehow the penalty went the other way. Well, the referees allowed the Tigers to drag the Roosters down into mm. their sort of style of football. The half was rubbished with penalties again. Another half that was up around 13-14, but yeah. second half rolls around. They get 42 points, put them in 40 minutes as soon as all the crap's gone. Yeah. Uh, Luke O'Donnell, another ugly moment, obviously, with the throw. He controlled himself after and said, all right, I understand what I've done. Uh, but uh, they're, they're probably the only two real hides out of the game because all the tries... He was using him like the Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, well, the tries were pretty soft, so I enjoyed the javelin throw. Poor yeah. Timmy Simona. I loved him. And though. then he just gets up and he pounds th- the ball into the back of his teammates. He, he thought about staying down. And then that anger that we all kind of get that moment yeah. later, he fired up and then he just slammed, I think, Brayton Astor with the football in the yeah. back of the skull. So uh, I, don't, I don't even know what you say with this. I don't even want to talk about it. The Tigers are crap. They're just done. It's, you know, a lot of kids have come through. I'm sick of saying every week. They're getting experience, obviously, and a real fun experience well, getting beaten Well, Astor, uh, Marshall are both ordinary. They've, they don't have Farrow, who's their best player by a country mile. They've mm. got guys in there who are well past their best, i.e. Keith Galloway, i.e. Um, who's the other front rower that ran out there last night? Oh, you talking about Matt Bell? Matt Bell. Um, he's well past his best. Uh, they're just a side that uh, plenty of injuries. Oh, they've got to get these two young halves up. They have to. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, Give us something to watch for the next three weeks because otherwise I don't, I don't want to watch the Tigers play. Well, I, couldn't, I couldn't put Moses up because he's only a, a baby anyway. Brooks has got to come up. Brooks. I and have... you'd move Siren into the other and Brooks, play him I... the other as the other half. Yeah, well, Brooks I agree with. Brooks, most definitely. He's yeah. solid. He's not. They said he killed the under-20s again last night. He I did. heard Joey Johns talk this morning. And... He's absolutely ridiculous. He's another one like a Sam Williams or these guys that are a drink water that not only play well or are the best in that comp, there's yeah. a difference between being the best and then just being exceptional. I, I get the feeling also that there's been a handshake agreement done between the Tigers Marshall, and Marshall to let him finish up yeah. the rest of the year. They, they've obviously it. said they've obviously said to him, um, you know, we'll give you your fairy tale finish as long as you bite your lip, say yeah, nothing, well, and walk on at the end of the season. No offense to an Aster, but with some of the forwards around him, I mean, even pushing him to 13, just let to let Brooks in. No, I, I, I don't understand how you I, can't I agree, fit Brooks 100%. in. Hundred percent. Move Siren in. in. Put Siren in the back row. Right. You can do that. Leave him I, on. I'd, I'd, I'd leave. Uh, I'd put Siren at six. I'd have Siren in, seven. in the back row. Um, and then all right, bench yeah. Marshall if they're not going to drop him at least. We've bench already said that a couple of weeks. Just bench him. He's going to get his 200 games, his little sympathy 200. But uh, other than that, I wouldn't be stuck. Curtis Siren looks frustrated as well. And you don't want to frustrate the guys who are going to be key players well, in the next few years. I wasn't a big fan at the start of the year when he got picked for that rep game. But the back end of the year, I've seen enough great. now to kind of look at him almost like a Wade Graham. He's going to be a monstrous back row of 13 in the, the only, next couple of years. Probably the only player for me that I'd give a rap to from the Tigers last night was Liam Tedesco. Oh, oh, yeah, Tedesco and, and Fulton. Those two for me were their best. Uh, yeah. And I like Nofaluma. He made a couple of efforts that no one else made again. Yeah, defensive efforts late when he got cleaned up on the pose. Yeah. He chased. A lot of people just dogged it last yeah. night. But the, the young kid went hard. Yeah. The Roosters, what do you need to say? Halves controlled the game. The old lawnmower and Jared and all these blokes punched through him. Sam Mower, he's got to be the value for money almost a boy of the year. Well, him, Horro, Lawrence, there's a couple of value for money Dollar boys. Dazzlers, yeah. But I still reckon... I, I, know, I know everyone says Sonny Bill for his millions, but... For the suspension and missing a couple of games, to me, one of the bigger money signings, I'm still looking at Maloney as my favourite signing. Yeah, even him, though. If you're without Maloney, a lot of that stuff doesn't happen. Oh, I, th- I mean, you disagree on this. I think Maloney I and think Sonny, Sonny Bill, Bill has been the best buy by a country. Well, I think Sonny Bill and Maloney are more important than Pierce in the halves. Definitely. For them. They control more pill than what I think Pierce did, even though he had a good game again last night. Yeah. Uh, I think Maloney's just been absolutely dynamic. You my can't. only problem with that is, is if, I'm, uh, if I'm playing the Roosters. Um, 
Oh, I think you can almost shut Pierce down. I think you can similar shut him what, down. Similar to what Queensland did. In but the that's Oregon why I look at those other two and just think there's too um, many of them out there to stop, you know? But I... Yeah. Because Maloney... I like, I like the fact that Sonny Bill seems to be playing exclusively on the right edge because yeah. that's Pierce's edge. Exactly. Let Maloney run the left edge. Well, Maloney... And put Sonny Bill on the right edge. And I know New South Wales really struggled on our right edge because we well, didn't have he that couldn't, other option. He couldn't get the ball to, uh, to Maloney. Yeah. Maloney in the first game when we had a roll on and he was playing more first receiver, it was dominant. Yeah. And last night again, Maloney plays more first receiver than bloody Pierce does. Yeah. Well, I, I think, he, I to think, me, I he's think the Pierce needs to be playing seven. Well, he should be because he doesn't and run the ball as much. The ball. But yeah, Maloney doesn't. Maloney doesn't seem phased to organise and run. Yeah, he's just so unpredictable. He's got a lot of tools in his bag, and the kick that he put in for Jennings, I look at Maloney now. Maloney, besides Cronk and Thurston, to me, is probably up there as one of the best in the comp. Even with Chad Evans and that and Foran, they may all get their raps, but I think Maloney was underrated the last couple of years in particular, and even now on this side, I still think he's been overlooked, and a lot of the credit's been given to some of these other blokes. But yeah. but I think to if me, you watch that game last night. Um, I thought the Tigers did a good job first half because they were targeting Maloney's edge, mm. which is their um, more productive well, if you or could tire side in attack. If you could pick on him, good on you. But. So they were getting there, kicking behind that edge, and they, they were tired and then put more onus on Pierce and the other edge, uh, the right edge, um, therefore to do the attack, which well, slowed the Roosters down a little bit. I think you'll find that Bellamy and, and, and Maguire and these guys will be watching all of these games, um, and they'll, they'll definitely have plans for the Roosters. Um, come semi-finals. Well, the Roosters are playing the Sharks this week. Uh, they can make it nine in a row. I think this will be a danger game just because of winning some in a row. I still think they'll win, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. And the Tigers versus the Dragons. I hope the Tigers win this one because the you know oh, hopefully yeah. hopefully the Dragons sorry win this one because the Tigers just been disgusting. To well, watch. it depends whether the Tigers actually bring their kids up. Yeah, well, we'll have to wait and see. But I don't really mm-hmm. think. We're going to see too many changes, but in the next segment, we might have a look at the lineups and see if they've all been posted and see if there has been any changes made. But yeah. for now, we'll move on to our Degenerate Gamblers section, brought to you by Cenebet.com. Having trouble keeping track of all the play movements and signings in the NRL? Want to know who your team has re-signed, who they gained, and who they've lost for the next season? Well, check out www.zerotackle.com for all the latest news and rumours on the NRL. Zerotackle.com. Degenerate Gambler section is brought to you by Cenobet.com. Get into the App Store and download the Cenobet app on your mobile and fire up. Big thanks, as always, goes to them for giving us the two free $100 bets to give away on Friday and Monday nights for guessing the correct score or closest to it, and also for the charity bets, which we won two of them last week. And this week, our charity bet, Brock? Our charity bet this week is mainly to beat the... Who are they playing? The Raiders? Raiders. Um, who have just sacked their coach. Wow. Massive breaking and news. lots of changes in their side too. Um, the other one, what was it? The Roosters? Roosters beat the Sharkies. Beat the Sharkies. Shark Park and South to beat and the Dogs. South to beat the Doggies. So that'll pay about $3, which would be nice. Um, and we're around the $900 mark. So yeah. that'll push us over the magical mark of 1000 So anything from uh, here on in. It's yeah, bonus money. We're going to start going after it now, aren't we? Last week we got both our our multi, the two twelve and a halves on the Raiders and who else Titans. was it? Titans. Yeah, so we won we about Sunny Bill score. eighty there. And then thanks to Sean Chand again for donating his free bet that he won. Sonny Bill Williams crashed over at two dollars twenty five yep, for a so nice hundred and twenty five bucks on so, top. So big yeah. thanks to Sean. I'm sure the 
Shepherd Centre, I really appreciate that. But uh, getting into the odds for this week. All right, let's have a look. Friday night, South Sydney um, take on the Canterbury Bulldogs. South dollar fifty, the Dogs two sixty. The line is five and a half to Canterbury. It's probably a fair market. Yeah. I, we, we both like South here. Well, I just think unless they get Barber, Cassiano, Eastwood a couple back, yeah. I still think even without Burgess, South look much better with their spine back intact. I agree. Uh, out here at Penrith, it'll be nice and chilly for the Broncos on Friday night. They're dollar eighty favourites to take on the Panthers, who are two dollars. The line is one and a half to the Panthers, and I must admit, I, I like the Panthers in this game. I like the Panthers at home, but I'm probably going to be going to twelve and a half, not multi with this one. Yep. With who? who uh, Penrith. Gonna, Penrith twelve and a half. Yep. Um, not a bad bet. Uh, Saturday afternoon, SCG, um, which will be nice. Uh, see two traditional rivals go around. The St George Dragons, $1.45 favourites to beat the West Tigers at $2.80. The line is 6.5 to the Tigers. Again, a f- probably a fair market. Uh, I think the I Dragons think, will win. I think that's a bit, you know, a bit short for the Dragons, but I still like the Dragons. Yeah, depending on the side that West name, they, they haven't got it up yet, but um, we're waiting to think that they may uh, flick Marshall or bring in some of these kids, which would probably make a difference. Uh, the 5.30 game, the Gold Coast Titans... They take on the New Zealand Warriors for their last home game of the year. Titans $1.80, the New Zealand Warriors $2.00. The line is $1.50 to the Warriors. Um, if the Titans are going to win, this is one. Sorry, if the Titans are going to make the eight, this is one they have to win. Likewise for the Warriors. Yeah, well, for me, I like the Titans, but at the same time, I've been, just wa- don't know, I've been waiting for the Warriors again. If they play anything like they can, like we saw for those couple of weeks, my God, mm. they, they'll beat anybody. Well, I know last year it was a similar round that the Warriors ended the Titans run to the finals. So. Yeah. Um, it could be deja vu for the Titans. Uh, the other, well, the last Saturday night game, the North Queensland Cowboys take on the Newcastle Knights, and they're really on the roll. The Cowboys are a dollar sixty favourites. Newcastle two thirty five, even on the back of that good effort against the Storm, they've got a four point line to Newcastle. Well, so I like the Cowboys, but for me, this one, short price, this one is stealing money if you want to have a twelve and a half or something like that in a multi, because I don't think Newcastle will get touched up. No, but they could prove me wrong, the Cowboys. But I thought the Knights were good against Melbourne. Alrighty, um, hot on the back of their coach being sacked, Canberra Raiders two dollars eighty on Sunday for the first kick off of the afternoon at two o'clock. They've got a six and a half line. Manly are a dollar forty five favourites going down to Canberra. Well, manly for me in this one. Uh, very happy to see a couple of changes that probably should have happened. In particular, congrats to uh, Big Vaughn. He's going to be starting 13 this week. Semi Salema back in, so a couple of the young blokes, and Leroy Lars back on deck. So uh, Duneman, I think he said, has taken over. Yeah, Duneman. A lot of them are a big fan of his, and he's been a dark horse spoken about in terms of first grade coach. And I'm pretty pumped about this because uh, the way he coached that under 20 side last year, he, yeah, liked, they, he they likes were, to play some good football. Yeah, so they were, I'm, I'm good looking to watch. Forward. Really looking forward to watching him go. Uh, the other game, or well, there's only two on Sunday, um, is Melbourne. They take on the buyer, the Parramatta Eels. Melbourne $1.03, Parramatta $12. The line is 24 and a half. I don't know why you'd even flirt with the line in this. Well, if you got $50,000 and you want some Ekebeer for your home loan, yeah, get on Melbourne spare, at $1.03. I would. Uh, Monday night finishes it off. Cronulla at uh, Silverwater Jail, $2.80, taking on the Sydney Roosters $1.45. Uh, the line is 6.5 to Cronulla. And, um, this is, I think this is almost a game of the round. Um, Good old Ramondas. Yeah, and I think the Roosters, are, they've been struggling a little bit. Um, and Cronulla, we, we know they're probably a 12-point better side at home. So um, it's a Monday night. It'll be cold and slippery and wet and probably suit Cronulla. But I still think the Roosters will win. But hopefully it's um, a nice, tight game. Well, I think the only thing that can cost them a loss uh, is pretty much just the fact they're on a bit of a streak. I think they may need... A loss before the finals, and uh, the Sharks have been known to do a mischief on a Monday night there. But if you ask me to pick it purely 
taking you know the form out of it and looking at the two teams. I love the Roosters. Yeah. So. All right, our charity bet games this weekend. We're going to have one for the South Dogs on Friday night. We're going to have another one on Saturday night for the Cowboys Newcastle, and we'll have one on Monday night for the Sharks and Roosters. So they're all good games. Yeah. Last um, week, obviously, uh, we had a bit going on on the weekend. We're, uh, we're at Paige's Bucks party on Friday night. So yeah, Obviously with uh, Big MG, who's a regular on the show. So um, we were fairly intoxicated. <laughs> and then our football side that Brock is the coach of and I'm involved with, we made the grand final. So that was another messy night. So the weekend was fairly blasé as far as us being anywhere near a computer or in any state or shape of mind to be trying to give away free bets. Yeah. But, so uh, there'll be three this weekend, guys. Stay tuned for that. Plus, this weekend, the games are much better. So yeah. um, jump in uh, and make sure you share those around, guys. Obviously, the more people that get onto them, the more popularity that we generate, more popularity we can generate, the more free bets the centre are going to give us. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Uh, it's a win-win for both. End of the year will be, obviously, a bit of a chat with them to see where we're going next year. Things are looking pretty good, as we've said. Probably the only change will be to the rule of multiple winners. It'll probably be a little bit of two winners, two wins of a free bet per person for the year, but God knows what they're going to come and back And then with, if so. you do win, it goes to charity. You have a bet for charity. Yeah. Well, we'll, That's we'll, something I'll we'll discuss with them. Th- these are all things that we'll be discussed later on, but at the moment, things are looking really good with the amount of support we get and uh, the free bets, so... Keep chugging along and sharing it and getting into it and help us out with our deal with Centibet. But for now, that's the end of the Centibet Degenerate Gambler section. If you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with Centibet.com. Get onto their website or download the app from the App Store and fire up. But for now, we'll move on to the fan forum. So we'll get into any questions that you guys asked us today and I'll give you answers. If you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, get on to Centibet and fire up. Download the Centibet app and get into the centre of the action. Or get on to www.centibet.com and register now. Or call 1-800-013-627 for all your inquiries. Centibet, fire up. Fan forum uh, was chucked up this morning on NRL Gossip. We've also had a few in the inboxes in the emails, so uh, we'll jump into them now. Brock said, what have we got? All right, Shawnee Chan, he's just asked, it's topical. Um, the Raiders, obviously, they've just sacked Dave Ferner, replaced him with Andrew Dunneman. He said, uh, Sean asks, if you're the Raiders manager, who would you replace him with? Um, I mean, long term, obviously, Dunneman's got the job now. Um, would you have sacked him with only four weeks left, or would you have waited until their season was over? Well, I think this is obviously a sign of what's just about to happen. Ideally, I wouldn't be sacking him while they're still in finals contention, but I think the Ferguson situation, the Dugan situation, the Milford situation, uh, there's a lot of change going on. There's a couple of older blokes in their side that will probably get moved on. There's a new generation coming through with the likes of Salima, uh, Vaughan, and that Nichols, these kind of blokes that have moved up. I don't think you could have probably not seen Ferner being sacked. There's been a lot of times where it's been asked, would Don get rid of him because they're family? But I'm really not surprised. In the long term, I really like Andrew Dunham. And if he, if he does the job, from what I've seen in the earlier stuff, I think he's one of the guys that is, you know, got the potential to take over and maybe sit there and forge himself in Canberra and try and bring it to be, uh, you know, a bit of a, a bit more of a power. I'll give, you, I'll give you two words, Neil Henry. Coming back there? Well, that's just what I think. Well, he did have great success there, but I, I like doing it. I really do like doing it. So yeah, I agree. I know. I, agree. I don't know whether he's ready for a job, first grade job, but he's only had the one year there. He had the 20s. Well, he's, he's done, done some enough. overseas work too, so yeah, we'll see what happens. But for me, I think Neil Henry will if come you, back. If you, if you were to say Neil Henry, though, on the flip side of doing him, I wouldn't be disappointed with that because mm-hmm. he's done the job there before and he seems to be able to reel in that loose style of play that they had and balance it out a little bit with a bit of structure. Yeah. 
Um, what else we got? Adam Bain. How much cap space would Ben Barber free up at the Bulldogs? Well, at this point was in time, the last deal he signed wasn't when he won the Dalian medal. Mm. It was prior to the Dalian medal, so... I still think he'd be on good coin, but uh, as far as the dogs are concerned, I don't. There wouldn't be as much money as a lot of people are thinking right now. Yeah, he would chew up more for the Broncos than he would for the dogs. I think it's more just the value of him as an asset. They would obviously wouldn't want to give him away, but uh, I think the last time he signed a contract was the year before he won the Dalian Medal when he had a pretty solid year and was given the opportunity to fullback. So I'd probably be thinking he's sitting somewhere more on the three hundred at the moment. Okay, so where do you use that money? 300 or 400 if he's worth that much. do you go and buy someone else, yeah? Or, or do you extend the contracts of the guys you've already got? When they talked about the Josh Hoffman situation, I would have loved to have seen him go somewhere where he probably was a bit more appreciated, but uh, with 400, you've got the opportunity to either bring Templeman in, the yeah. 20s player. Yeah. Uh, they've just re-signed Jackson and Finucane, so obviously I'm really happy about that, but you'd think they'd have to be looking at a fullback if they were going to let him go and Morris was going to stay in the centres. Yeah. And they're not getting Hoffman, so... Um, so you think that... Obviously, do we think that uh, Josh Morris will stay at fullback? Well, for now, mm. I think you'd have to think about it. They obviously still haven't locked up Lafayette, so if they've got the money to, maybe they, Lafayette could become a permanent centre within it. Yeah. And have Parrott and somebody else on the other wing. Alrighty, there was a lot of questions around video referees cheating. Um, cheating? Cheating. Well, some of the decisions we've seen, um, should there be an independent invest investigation into the rigging or fairness of the NRL competition? That's from Sean Kelly, and a lot of people agreed with him, um, saying that they you know, they go out, they buy tickets, they, they buy merchandise, and to have um, games decided by really dodgy video referee decisions, um, it, it does question the integrity of some of the referees and the NRL. Well, that's a fair enough point. I think, I think I'm not going to... Knocker, I think it's a little extreme as far as ringing or cheating is concerned, but my God, I've sat there a few times and thought, wow. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying they're sitting in there with a tab ticket or something in their hands, but I, some of the decisions do bewilder you, that's for sure. You know, the other thing, having some access to the Penrith boxes this year, um, and just before the NRL season kicked off, the TV screens are tiny. That yeah, they're horrible. Off. And I mean, the ones that, like, we've obviously we've got one here at home, it's 150 centimetre, mm. and even sometimes we struggle to. Yeah, where you just around yeah, and you're squinting and, and still trying to look. I think they've got to have better equipment. I, well, must, I must admit that. If you want to get things right, they should you should have a standard, professional. a standard size or something in a box, they've a got, decent flat screen. They've got uh, TV TVs sponsors. that are no, no bigger than uh, computer screens, which, which makes things difficult. Well, they've got enough bloody sponsorship across the competition. Yeah. Sure, they can link up some kind of deal with a TV mob or an LG or somebody. But I think it is a fair point. Deck out every one of the boxes and be the official sponsor. Like Harvey Norman pops up every time. Why don't they hear up Harvey Norman yeah. for the video referee players and say, we need some bloody big screen TVs in every single grounds, uh, you know, yeah. video ref box. Exactly. Um, why is David Smith still CEO? Ben Williamsy. <laughs> well, mate, all I can say is that I would not be surprised because I wanted him there at the start, and it probably will happen as far as usurping the throne, and that's seeing Todd Greenberg at some point because the bloke knows what well, he's Well, he surrounded himself with good people, Dave Smith. And yeah, if, well, he, if he didn't do that uh, sooner rather than later, you would have probably would have found he was would have got the chop. Hopefully we have a bit of a you know, Roman usurping, though, and a bit of a, a backstab because I'd love to see Todd Greenberg running the game. All right, another one from Ben Williams. Uh, why is a former... Coach allowed to be referees boss, and I think this is a this is one that probably didn't get enough attention over the off season. Mm. I, I think some of the referees, um, I, sorry, I think he's done a good job with the referees. I, I do think that some of the coaches though still have a little bit of a, a funny feeling about Anderson 
being the referee's boss when he obviously has coached a lot of these players in the NRL. He's Warriors coached against a lot of the coaches. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Well, on this point, I don't have too much to say other than what Bill Harrigan said not long ago when he took the job. It's the poison chalice. It doesn't really matter who's had this job. Yeah, No one can suffer the problem of inconsistency or a new problem or the video ref. It just seems to be a job that regardless of who's there, we're all going to point the finger and say, you're doing a shit job. It was Tracy Walsh that said before about, um, you know, she buys merchandise, she buys tickets, <coughs> has games video, uh, ruined by video ref decisions, and um, she's a bit over it, which is fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Barry Bradkey said... Um, when's there going to be an investigation into the video refs um, betting on the outcome of games? Um, I've got no problem with that as long as someone totally independent to the game comes in and does it. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin John uh, Lufferin, he said Broncos versus Cowboys Grand Final 2013. Um, I respond to that one with wishful thinking. Mm. Uh, thoughts <clears throat> about the Knights putting water on the ball before kickoff? Well, we sort of covered that in the pod. I wasn't. Um, do you guys think this is cheating? I don't think it's cheating, but I don't think it's in the spirit of the game. No. But like I said, at the same time, uh, they were whinging about the pro foul. Melbourne whinged about the ball. Uh, they didn't get the result. even went in the pill anyway, so I wasn't too fussed being a Melbourne fan. Uh, but, yeah. Dan Thomas, is NRL going to end up like American football? I mean, come on, our game has changed for the worse. Our footy players are wrapped in cotton wool. No biffos, no shoulder charge. I mean, rugby league was all about big hits. Now the limelight is taken away. The game should have stayed as it was, um, yeah, which well, we, we probably agree with, um, but we're meatheads. Uh, I think it's only human played. nature that the game is going to soften up to get kids to participate. All um, I can say is there's one thing we can vouch for, and that's why we have to stop playing. And it definitely, injuries, even yeah. though the shoulder charge and all those things are gone, let me tell you, it is still a very brutal game. I only stopped a couple of years it's ago. It's more brutal than what it was 20 years ago. Yeah, it was, it was more rough, I'd say, back then. It was dirty, as far yeah. as collision and physicality and everything's concerned now, people are so much bigger, faster and stronger and I think you're real enemy and, you know, I go for the side that probably really put it in the wrestle at Melbourne. I didn't enjoy doing it in the under twenties, I didn't enjoy it at Canberra and it cost me both my knees realistically. So my biggest grouch is with how big and strong everyone is with something as dangerous as the wrestle where you trap somebody's body parts. Yeah. That's my biggest gripe. I think you've got to kill the wrestle. He's got another question. State of origin and finals footage should only be refereed by international refs, so it's fair, there's no bullshit. Um, and one-sided stuff. Uh, what do you think? Well, your only problem is there is like people He's that getting do access the, to them. people that do the Super League and all those other things also work to different, different interpretations. So yeah. They don't have exactly the same rules as the NRL. Yeah, I don't know if you could trust one of them to come over here to do the job. Yeah, Danny Bensley, is there anything Canberra can do to stop losing players? Maybe with global warming, the seas will rise <laughs> enough to get, give us a beach. Yeah, well, fair enough, Danny. They're highly elevated, so maybe at some point they'll become the hot spot and a few of these smaller joints out here that claim to be beaches will disappear. I don't think we'll be around to see that. Uh, from living there, we've already had this conversation. Gossip asked me the other week what it is. It's more the simple fact that you only get the first grade and the money's similar or the deals are all similar. It's, it's pretty much just exactly what you said. Yeah. Young men that are getting paid well and have a missus or any of these types of situations where people are involved usually look at the whole package and whether or not Canberra do have good kids or they have been in the finals the last couple of years or building to something it always seems like Sydney's the place to go or the Gold Coast or anywhere bar Canberra unfortunately because uh yeah, besides Parliament House, there isn't too much doing down there and a lot of people will take the lifestyle. Alrighty Cameron James, who will have the best team going into the World Cup? Oh well Australia. Even with uh I think I think Australia and New Zealand by a country mile. Well I do I must say I am pretty excited to see some of the pommy forwards we've had in the NRL though. Now, the, the options of watching the Burgesses, uh, you know, 
I'm more looking forward just to what I've said about Sam Tompkins. I really don't like the bloke. I'm looking forward to him hopefully backing up some of his shit talk, but realistically, I'd probably with you. Number one would be us. Number two, the Kiwis. But I do think the Pommies will be a lot better, especially in the forwards this time around. Mm. Alrighty. Um, Nat Lupak, can you bring in video rest ruling on four passes before the finals to see how it goes? There's a line every 10 metres, so it shouldn't be that hard to rule. Penrith tried the cost Warriors a game. Not a good way to lose if it was a grand final. Mm. Shane Freer said he agrees with that. Um, if they can determine whether a player is on or offside from a kick, why is it so hard to determine if a pass has gone forward? I don't think, I don't think you, we're going to debate whether passes nah. go forward or not, but it's hard to determine whether it went backwards out of the hands. No, nah, well, I'm still, I'm, I agree with them on this one. I know I get what you're saying as well, but at the same a time, a blatant forward pass should be able to I, ju- I just hate the fact that you may see everything else all right with it, but we, you know we can pull up everything else, but we can't pull up a forward pass. That's if it's blatant. A, if it is blatant yeah. and it is you know blind as day, and they go, oh, well, we can't rule on it. That's bullshit. You've heard that a lot. To the video I think, refs I think a lot of video refs they twist the rules. They they'll spin up no try and then they won't give a ruling for. They it. They won't give a reason. Yeah. for it. yeah, that's just the rule. They do. You do always it. hear the ref say, "No, no, it's just the ruling I've got, mate. Please Look, go away." I, I think. Don't, don't talk I think like grand that. final day. If we're down to the last play of the game, the ball's going to meet a forward, and it goes to the video ref. He's not going to. He's not going to award it. Yeah. He's not going to award it. Well, so. that rule should be looked at, much like the corner post. It's kind of one of those ones you look at and just go, why is that stupid piece of cardboard that's floating in the air stopping yeah. someone from putting in? Especially when it could be at a 90 how, ma- how many amazing tries do you think we've missed out over the years yeah. that we're seeing now that we could have seen because a stupid piece of bloody cardboard with a pad on it was yeah. considered out, even though your body was in the air? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Everything we've got, that's it. All right, well, uh, a big thanks to everyone for getting in on the fan forum. Feel free, as we've said, to get in on the discussions we put up or just post anything on the page. Always willing to answer any questions. But for now, moving on to everybody's favourite, the adorable, the lovable, but uh, now fading in the tipping comp, Mr. Gossip. Now, it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. Well, he's back, and, uh, well, what a day it's been for you, especially this afternoon, Mr. Gossip. Yeah, it's been massive. Uh, this morning, sort of got up and uh, did a bit of research and thought, geez, what am I going to mention on the podcast tonight? But, you know, shit's gone hectic tonight. Yeah, well, uh, m- most importantly, Joel Reddy, that's the biggest news of the day. Wow. <laughs> 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 right, yeah. Oh, Jesus Please. Christ. Uh, well, we can we, we can start there if you want, but, yeah, Joel Reddy, probably, look, the guy had potential as a young kid, Probably hasn't played a good, consistent year of football since he was with Paramount, and that was many, many years ago. So, mm. is it a depth signing for the Rabbitohs? You'd have to say it is. Yeah, well, I think um, Brothers A Grade actually offered him a, uh, I think a two hundred and fifty a game, and South have come in late with a three hundred dollar a game offer. So, yeah, and a pair of and pipped him. You can't pass up free strap and tape, power out in three hundred bucks. So I think South's got the deal done. Yeah, sealed it with the brown know, paper bag. Lemon lime power aid always gets the job done. <laughs> yeah, it is a strange sort of signing, and yeah, I did get. An, I got an email about it over the weekend and just sort of brushed it aside and thought it was a joke, but. Wow, I should have gone with it when I had the chance, well, but yeah, wow. What confuses me more is that is if the Everingham moving on and Hunt moving on thing is all true, surely they've got money to buy somebody better than Joel Reddy. 
you'd think so, unless all their money's just tied up with the Burgess boys, who knows? But yeah, well, they've got a couple of good young blokes still. I'll um, throw it out there. I'd rather yeah, sign a home one than Joe Reddy. Yeah, well, Scott, I'd rather keep. <laughs> 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 they got a couple of kids, uh, Aaron Gray and Tyrone Phillips, I think it is, that are lightning and pretty good in the back line on their twenty side. So I would have thought they would have been more interested in something like that. But if Joe Reddy's going there, I'm only looking at one thing, and that's North Sydney Bears because if he plays first grade, I'm not here. Yeah, wow. Wow. I don't know. I've got nothing to say about it. My thoughts are my thoughts are known. Yeah, as they say, give me the good news, give me the bad news. We started with the bad news, now <laughs> move on to the good stuff. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, tonight on the ABC on the seven thirty report, Bruno Cullen's come out and geez wow, he said some scathing things about uh Cronulla and mentioning things such as um it's you know, a dysfunctional board and hasn't seen a club run so poorly. Uh, look, but the biggest one that he mentioned was that um, uh, the claim was that Paul Gallen um, had been paid outside of the books with the coach's full knowledge. So, look, the papers are going to have a field day with this one tomorrow. Mm. Uh, whether Bruno's talking about his ass, who knows? But, wow, it's big news, boys. It is massive news. Um, it'll just be interesting to see what the facts are, whether it's, you know, sour grapes. Obviously, Bruno Cullen, probably about a month ago now, was it, I think, that he, he yeah. sort of quit his... Um, his stance there or, you know, got off the high chair and, um, and and obviously left and he was sort of put in place to, to help the club um, through the, obviously, the Insider, Asada investigation and um, it didn't take him long to work out that it wasn't uh, wasn't to be and he was he was quick to jump off the horse. So um, all things align to, obviously, there's something amiss at Cronulla and um, if what he said's true, well, um, you know, we... we we know what happened to Melbourne. Um, how deep does it go? And um, they just seem like a really dysfunctional club, Cronulla. And um, there's also claims that obviously the coach knew. So um, there could be a lot of people implicated. This could be a massive story. So we'll just have to push the wait and see button. But yeah, well, yeah potentially massive news. The only other thing I really look at, I know like Melbourne was obviously a few players they had tied up. But if if this is just Gallon. You know, I'm not saying it's any lesser of a situation because if you're paying somebody outside the cap, you're obviously cheating, regardless to keep him. But if if it's, if it's just Gallon, well, well it depends then, whether you know, he know he knows that he's been paid outside the cap as well. So yeah, well, that, at the same time though, I'm not going to get you know too fired up or too speculative until we hear something. But I'm more with what you've just said. I, I can't wait to see the papers tomorrow and see what happens in the next few days. Yeah. That, that's a pretty big remark to make. Yeah, well, if you want, you want a proper read, you, you, you'd buy the City Morning Herald. Exactly, you know? exactly. Um, yeah. Buzz Rossfield will be all over this. And um, as I said on NRA Gossip tonight, the, the bloke could be on Suicide Watch. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and why you'd read anything that that drip uh, writes is, is beyond me. He's so biased and has such a driven agenda that, yeah, yeah well, you know, I, I know even Sharks fans, uh, you know, that talk to me and online can't stand him. So, yeah, it the only reason he's still got um, still got a column is because people read him and give him uh, credibility and, and mention. So um, yeah, I, I, I don't read him, mate. I like you said, I I get the Sydney Morning Herald up on the uh, iPad, and that's about as far as I go. It's good that Andrew Webster's come over to the Herald too. So, um, but yeah, I I don't listen. I, I don't read his shit. Yeah, no. Uh, well, he's been grinding. Cool. He's been grinding an axe with uh, Gus Gould for ten years, ever since Gus first started writing for the Herald. So, um, it's a sad, sad state of affairs. Apparently, he's an Elko too. I've heard. So, oh. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There's a scoop. 
Yeah. This is good. That's why his face is always red. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, it, if it was if, if it was WWE wrestling, he'd play the heel very well. So. <laughs> uh, Vince McMahon. Outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, more news, boys. David Furness back today. Wow. Yeah, he, was, he, was up, he was up at Bateman's Bay having a team, team camp, eating some baked beans around the fireplace, then got the, the call through saying your job's gone. So no warning, no nothing. So picked up his bags and left immediately. So well, That's awesome. Yeah, wow. Uh, at camp, someone uh, gave him a tap on the shoulder and handed him the tin can with the string on the other end of it, and Don said down the end of the line that you're out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> seems like real, really weird timing. I know like we sort of said this off air before we um, started recording that um, I'm pretty certain Neil Henry's going to get this job. I, know I said it this afternoon. I'm going off nothing. I've got, I've got nothing. I just get the feeling that it's a really weird time for the Raiders. They're still in contention to make the eight. Um, I thought they put in a pretty good performance on the weekend without, obviously, uh, you know, three key players in um, Ferguson, Campisi, um and Fensum. And uh, it just seems like really weird timing. So, And obviously the, the Henry decision's come down um, in the last few weeks. So um, that's my gut feeling. But obviously Andrew Dunneman's taken over and um, there's a lot of big raps on him. There was even talk that he was in line to possibly get the the Cowboys job so they've got some options there but it just seems like really weird timing yeah it'd be interesting too if Timmy Sheen uh, wants to go back to camera they've, they've never won a premiership without Tim Sheen so if he goes back without a premiership it'd be very strange but No offence to Tim Shane's, but after <laughs> after his last stint when he signed, I was waiting for it. When he signed Eddie Pettibon, Bodine Thompson, and Braith and Astor, Jesus Christ, I wouldn't let him near another club. He'll crash the car. <laughs> and, and, and in Canberra, he was at the West. Well, hasn't he said that he's not he's not available while he's doing the World Cup? So yeah, well, if they did sign him, it'd have to be the tournament would see the year out. And yeah, because the preseason had obviously started in November. And he'd be tied up with the World Cup until the end of November, well, so that had pretty much put him um, out of out of circulation until well, if, at least if, January. If they're not doing finals, they're starting pre-season without the rep players. October, yeah. about a week or two, and uh, near the end of October. That's I still generally think a fairly decent chance of making the eight. Yeah, well, to me, they're done. They got Manly this week. Yeah. They got the. But I mean, the des- their destiny's in their own hands. The Warriors, and I think they finished with the. Maybe they've sacked the coach because every team that sacks their coach, they yeah. win the next week. So they've gone. Maybe, they've gone the. If they don't win this week, they'll sack Dunneman and they'll get someone else. They've gone the Neil Henry angle. You know, all of a sudden they've started playing well. They've gone all right. Let's fire him. <laughs> we'll stitch it back up in three weeks once we get the job done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I heard boys that Neil Henry was in talks with the Titans and an assistant role there but obviously that was before um, the third news broke so mm, wow. if, if the Raiders are keen for, for Henry they, they better get in quick yeah, well, that was before John Cartwright appointed his teddy bear the assistant coach exactly G.I. Joe G.I. is now the assistant Henry's out bloody hell have to wait and see what happens there but what do you got for us mate what else you got uh, Andrew Everingham, the Rabbitoh, he's signed with a second division Japanese rugby club. Now, I haven't done the homework, boys, but I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Fakakawa. Oh! <laughs> but I 
they could be wrong. Uh, look, it's a, a deal worth around five hundred thousand a year, which is massive. I think he's only on about one hundred and thirty at the at the rubber. So you can't blame the fella for going to go play for a fucker car. Mm. Just good riddance. Just, just quietly. My God, what was I doing playing in the twenties? I should have just gone to fucking Doha and got paid bank. Mm. Well, Craig, Craig Wings like extended his career by a thousand years by just going over there. And I think they only play fourteen games a year. Like, um, you know, if you want to preserve your body and play rugby and stand there and do nothing. No offense to them, but they're not exactly made to play rugby either. A lot of the old uh, Japanese people. No. But, I mean, there's plenty of cash floating around there. Well, if you've, if you've plenty of cash, it's not anyone, a bad lifestyle. Anyone with half a brain who's looked at their international side, half of my islanders who have a Japanese, you know, bloodline, they're all Tongan Samoans who have, like, a part of Jap in there. So There hasn't been an atomic there's, bomb land there in 70 years. There's not so. too many actual Japs playing for their rugby, an international rugby union side, so... Yeah. I doubt they'd be getting beaten up or having too much trouble carving that comp to pieces. Mm. And it's a second division club as well. So. Oh, wow. wow, what, 500k? That's even better. Wow. He'll, he'll end up being the poster boy. He might Jesus. be on the billboard before you know it. Yeah. Uh, living the dream, eh? Not wrong. I messed up. <laughs> I, I need to rewind and go play for Bucatella. <laughs> yeah. uh, back on the Raiders, boys. Now, we mentioned that Ferner has got the punt. Now, we're hearing that Blake, Blake Ferguson had something in his contract that stipulated that he could go if Ferner gets sacked. So, oh. that makes... Yeah, that makes all this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Conan, Master, uh, Sunny Bill, and all that. Um, a little bit more interesting. They they met for dinner and had a good chat. And look, I'm hearing the roosters are keen. I'm hearing. Are the you serious? Are keen. Yeah. Well, so, I thought the word. How are the roosters going to fit him under the cap? The word was that if Sunny Bill was exiting, the Conan Master was just going to do what he does best and do the old switch. Okay, if he's exiting, I, I, I can cop that. He'll push one out and yeah. put him in. Imagine him and Jennings but, playing for the roosters in the centres. That's ridiculous. Ferguson can jam it. He's a grub. I don't like him. He's um he's Canberra have done everything for him. Um, they paid big bucks to get him there. And what's he done since? Apart from being being in the paper, he's played three or four good games for him. He played one game of Origin, threw the New South Wales team under the bus. He's a grub. I don't like him. Not a fan. Not a team player. He can get out. That's yeah, That's my opinion. All, all I can say is, if like I... as a coach, I wouldn't cop that. No way. Good riddance. You want to go? Go. Yeah, See you later. All I can think say. Think you're bigger than the team. Jen. If I'm a Roosters fan and I'm getting rid of Minicello and I'm going to have Sheck, Ferguson, Jennings, yeah. Kenny Dow, Tupo, like it's just a ridiculously loaded site. They could just push Kenny Dow to a wing, get rid of him for his defensive frailties, put Ferguson in his centre spot, have Tupo, put Sheck at the back. That is a ridiculous back line. Yeah, good. <laughs> I really don't care what the Roosters do. Go for go. Yeah, yeah, that's bullshit. Like, yeah, thank yeah, you. Well, if, if it was going to be punted, you know, once again, as much as I hate saying it, if there's something in the contract and they've agreed to it, well, then that's just, you know. Yeah, and it's it's a little bit on Canberra. That's dumb. Like, don't don't allow them to have clauses like that in their contracts. Yeah, so no, it's, it's a joke. And they, they little things get a little bit tough for him. Um, he may all the all the uh, heat that he's copped, he's brought on himself. He's got no one to blame but himself. So. Uh, if I run him into the street, uh, all right, keep going. He's getting emotional. <laughs> I'm going to fly kick him. Oh, this is no, I, I feel sorry for Canberra, man. That's I like, and I don't support Canberra. I don't care about Canberra, but man, haven't they just been yeah. run over in the last six weeks? Yeah, wow, poor bastards. Anyway, police, Parramatta Hills, another wounded club. They've announced that uh, Justin Hunt signed with them for three years, commencing next year. Uh, what do you boys make of Justin Hunt? 
I like Justin Hunt. Yeah, I, I liked him when he was playing for them. I don't know how he's going to go at Parramatta, but I think he tries hard. But uh, How about a marquee mm, signing? What are, you, what are you supposed to say? This is a bit French more back French on the right. subject with me, and you were texting back and forth, Goss, a few times about some players that are at other clubs that I thought would make their 25 better compared to what they've got. He's another one kind of like that, I think. But, yeah, as, yeah, as to him out. impacting them getting into the eight or winning a comp, uh, he's not that kind of signing, that's no. for sure. Yeah, okay, so they don't finish 16th next year. They finish 14th. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Oh, like it's a good signing, no doubt, but their problem a little bit is depth. I actually think their depth's probably improved this year. A couple of the younger kids that have come through have been really good. They're only going to get better. Um, they've sort of moved aside, obviously, with Ricky's axe. They're going to move aside some dead wood. Um, but they need to improve the top end of their squad. Well, next year's their year, realistically. After a couple of signings, next year after they clear a bit more of this wood out that we've spoken well, about. Well, they've got marquee players. They've got Hayne, that's it, really. Well, they're going to have Hopper Wado. I'm looking forward to But, I mean, he's, yeah, he's had two years old. Yeah, I know, but you're talking about a guy that Norman. won a comp. Norman, I don't think played Norman's Oregon a marquee player. At age 19. Yeah, so. they're, they're, they're putting a, definitely putting a lot into Hopawato and Norman for next year. Well, I like Hopawato a lot, so I'm looking forward Sandow, to it. Sandow, their other mar- so-called marquee player, he's, <laughs> weird, so he's hanging out with Owen Craigie. Maybe, maybe they can... Playing cards, drinking cans. Maybe like, they can get Owen Craigie back yeah. into shape and split the contract 252-50 and see if we can get Some Owen Craigie. Some of these Craigie players, man, they get paid twice what guys were on 10 years ago and they act... They're, they're just babies. <clears throat> Different generation. Yeah, very, very strange. Well, this next one, boys, I'll touch on it very quickly because it's getting very old and very boring. But the Ben Barber situation <laughs> now, uh, the Broncos, yeah, they're prepared <laughs> to pay uh, compensation to the Bulldogs as part of a like a severance package, if you will. Uh, look, people, please stop emailing me about Ben Barber. He is not going to be at Belmore next year. He will be in Brisbane. So yeah. take it as done. Well, he, he pretty much admitted it on Sturlow the other night. He did. Um, yeah. So that, that should just tell you, like, he's going to leave. It's just a matter of where he ends up. And obviously, you had the scoop months ago that it was Brisbane. So uh, yeah. I, I'd be really shocked if um, if he didn't go to Brisbane. He's not going to Brisbane. He's, he, like I said, he's not going anywhere but Brisbane. That's yeah. obvious. He's already said it. It's going for his children. It's just a matter of these two coming to some kind of agreement so the Bulldogs aren't dirty. Well, I heard Mum and Barber was pushing him to go to the top. Go, oh, God. Yeah, just stay away, champ, please. <laughs> Maybe Marmot can just go to Brisbane. Yeah, yeah that'd, that'd help. It's a lot cheaper on that end, I think, yeah. compared to the Titans having to pay for him. You've already got an expensive... Plus, we'd probably pay $1.5 million. You've already got him. an expensive set of toys with Dave Taylor and Jamal Idris and so yeah. on. You don't need to buy another one. We don't need another baby. Bloody hell. John Carter, that's got enough action figures. I've got Paramount now. I mentioned last week that they were chasing Wallace. Now that's that's still on the card. That's not talks with Wallace, but I'm also hearing Sticky's very keen on Tim LaFay and Matt Pye is almost a done deal. So it's about bloody time I've heard something about Tim LaFay because I've been getting angry just thinking about you know someone like the Sharks. So I keep saying need a decent centre. The young blokes, you know, they're at the dogs. I don't, I don't think he's got a lot of great ball, but whenever he does, he seems to do something with it. I think he's a definite yeah. first grader. So, Rafael, yeah, yeah. Anyone, that, anyone that's after a, a decent young centre who's not really in a position to, you know, ask for a massive price, I, I doubt he is. I guarantee you he'd take, you know, yeah. av- average money at best just to be able to play first grade consistently. I would have, I would have uh, rather the Titans sign him than Maurice Blue. I really like Tim Lafoy. So if Parramatta are going to do yeah. that, that's, that's definitely an upgrade compared to what they've got going. Yeah, for sure. 
He's better, than, he's better than Ryan Morgan. Yeah, well, I like Ryan Morgan's attack, but defensively he's a frailty and he's too small, so I'd, I'd like well, to he see He tries Lafayette. hard, Morgan, but he's If not. you had Lafayette and Loco with Will Hopwide at the back, Jared Hayne at 5'8", a half, and, you know, you've got Manor with Mossop if he works out to be all right with a couple others. He's so got, well, a great young back You're right. starting to build with Kalepi Tanganala, Penny Terrapo, and a couple of other young blokes they've blooded. You're starting to actually get a half-decent side. And yeah. I, I like Pryor, too. I already said that last week. I think Pryor... Is a victim of the style of football that Steve Price plays. You've got Pete's as well. Yeah, Pete's is outstanding as well. Yeah. So there's a lot, lot to like if they can uh, maybe get Pryor and Lafayette to join in on what they're doing. Yeah, for sure. Look, Tim, Timmy deserves a regular first grade spot. And yeah, definitely. Look, if it's not, if it's not going to be at Parramatta, he'll be at Cronulla. I'm mean, Cronulla offering him money as well, but not as much as, as Parramatta. But look, good for Timmy. He, he deserves that uh, permanent first grade spot. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Tim Lafayette. Very big fan. Alright, tip time. Everything is a champion. Yep. Uh, well, your update for this week was uh, obviously the only one game that we all tipped differently was the Titans and the Cowboys. You unfortunately went the Titans, so you've dropped another point. Brock uh, is now on 110, you're uh, on 106, and I'm on 104. So at- I'm like that little jockey when you get to the 100 post and you think you might have the race won, he's just looking over his shoulder a little bit. So I, ne- <laughs> I, need, you, I need you to kick this week. Yeah, well, all I can say is I was, I looked the other day, I was almost 10 behind about six weeks ago, so I've resurged a little bit. Mm. I'm not saying that I'm going to win, but I'm feeling a lot better, a lot better about myself now than 10 weeks ago when I was ready to go, you know, start drinking myself into oblivion. Let's put it that way. But, uh, yeah. All right, I, I said it last week, I'm not going first. I'm off. All right, that's fine. So I'll, I'll tell you the games, but I'm not tipping first, all right? Friday night, the Panthers, Centibet Stadium uh, versus the Broncos, keeping both their finals hopes alive, hopefully. What do we think, gents? Gossip? Oh, he's uh, pounded off. You you want me to go first? Or yeah, you go first. Oh. Yeah, thank you. Look, I'm going to go the Panthers, mate. I think they were very impressive last week. And at home, under lights, the Panthers like the nighttime football. Um, I think the Panthers will get I was hoping you go the Broncos. I'm going Penrith. Um... They were embarrassed last Friday night game they had against the Roosters. Um, yeah, I don't really like the Broncos. I don't rate the Broncos. I thought Penrith were great in Auckland, and hopefully they can continue that form um, at home. Last home game of the year as well. Yeah, well, there's something in me that... Oh, he's what? just scribbled it out. He I had thought Broncos about it. I thought about it. I've got it in my head. He got... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.